Makes so. me look like I don't fit in the frame. This is nice. <laughs> just gave me a look. I was just fucking with him. Since when do you fit in a frame? Well, I can move closer. Would you? <laughs> you guys want to snuggle over I'd there? Rather, you guys I'd rather not. Cuddle up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you spend enough time together as it is. Yeah, no shit. I'm going to fuck a dude. I'll fuck a bear. You could do worse than Vinny Paulino. <laughs> yeah. Boom! Eighty-six. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Boom! Hot yeah. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. <laughs> W-A-A-T-P, W-A-T-P, W-A-T-P. Hello, everybody, it's a cut the rooms, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show worth seeing live in March. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, the Drew Carey before photo from the Creep Off and Suburban Surfing, it's Vinny Paulino. Hola, Creepos. Glad to be back. And a man who wants to go to Hawaii to terrorize telemarketers from the Everybody is Awful podcast, Jim Fortine in studio. Carl, I like your frosted tips. I want to say they're that not about. frosted fucking tips. <laughs> I heard an episode I a, a couple of weeks ago. I know you're going mad. At I have a bet with Bob Levy. We made it on point dabble point yesterday. If the Bills win the game tomorrow night against the Chiefs, Bob has to dye his tips dark, like black. And if the Chiefs win, I have to actually get blonde tips in my hair. You realize that's not a thing to do to that old man, like. That's not a real thing. Like, getting dark tips is not a thing. I brought it to my hairdresser wife, and she said, oh, like, uh, pencil tips. Perfect. Go in and ask for the pencil tip. Yeah. Old pencil tip Levy. <laughs> Old pencil tip Levy, <laughs> okay. So, go Bills. That's not a good reason to root for the Bills, bro. <laughs> but aside, it's one. <laughs> aside from hating Taylor Swift, and I don't know what else you want from me. Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month, and you can watch the show live when we record Wednesdays at 5, Saturdays at 2. We just dropped a brand new bonus show last night, we recorded it Thursday night. Dick Masterson, Sean the Audio Engineer, and myself recorded a show. We went over the Financial Feminist book again. We looked at Swipe Fat, and I also introduced those guys to queer kid stuff. <laughs> how, I, how do they take it? I can't get enough of I'm that. Telling, I'm telling. I'm telling. I cannot get enough You're of that. You're not supposed show. to do that. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so it's disturbing. <laughs> Come see us live in Tampa, Clearwater, Flor- in uh, Florida. That's where that is. <laughs> Friday. I saw Friday at Florida. They both look the same to me for some yeah. reason. March 22nd, WATPLive.com is where you want to go to get tickets. We encourage our listeners, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shit over in the comment section. I'm told Hannah the Review Girl will be back today. How many times have I said that in the last two months? A few. A few. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so please give us those reviews. Give us the five stars. Shit all over us. Confuse people with that. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Tiger Belly. This was a suggestion from an anonymous source. We have all listened separately. We have not discussed it with other beforehand. Show hosted by Bobby Lee and Kalila Kuhn. And their guest was Leslie Jones. And that's really what I, I want to get into here. Um, but before we get into the Leslie Jones stuff, the beginning of the show, there's a thing that happens on these West Coast podcasts, comedy podcasts. You see it on all these shows where they have producers that are off mic somewhere in the room 
and they crack up laughing at the least funny things. It's like they figured out on the West Coast, they're like, oh, yeah, we're the sitcom people. Let's do a laugh track on the show to tell people when to laugh. So here's an example of that. Did you just get Joe? And, uh, he'll, he'll be coming. Is yeah. he? Month. Tell him I said hi. Okay, do you know him? <laughs> Bobby Lee gives a look over. They're like, oh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, when Leslie Jones got there, there was a doorbell sound effect. <laughs> Who could that be? Yeah, that's the uh, the Howard Stern move now. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's constantly, there's a knock on the door, and then he has to let in the impressionist who acts like they're Alex Jones or whoever they're doing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the laughing in the background. I mean, it worked, you know, back in the day with Jackie the Joke Man, who would laugh at his own jokes. Sure. For some reason, that worked, you know, but just, the, yeah, all these podcasts are doing the same thing. There's always producers. Well, it works if you're laughing at something that's funny. Then it makes a little more sense. Because yeah. I watch these things with Burt Kreischer and some of these shows where they're not even saying things funny. Maybe they're making a face or something. People are losing their minds over it. Your old buddy used to work on that show. Losing his mind in the background. Oh, the human laugh track. Yes. But anyway, I was listening to that and I go, maybe this would enhance my buddy Jim's show. And I thought I'd show you an example of how maybe if you have some producers in the room while you're recording your show. How well can a song title encompass your personality type? Do your best in the comments below. Real oh, and then what they like, put after how well can a song title encompass your personality type? Question mark. Then they put like a a smiley face with like his hand on his chin, like he's thinking. <laughs> is that, oh, is that what a, a question mark means? Like it's a question. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, the sentence means, you know, you have to think about it. Oh, well, it's good that he put that fucking yellow thing there. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, just I saying, mean, it sounds I, organic and natural. Holy shit, I could get signed by Podcast One, maybe. <laughs> Probably, yeah. If I've had that laugh track, I didn't know. You couldn't even tell it was the exact same laugh the entire, both, all three times there. Just a little sweetener, baby. That's yep, all you need. That's all you need right there. All right. And then one more thing I want to point out before we get into the Leslie Jones. That's really the main thing I want to talk about in this, how awful Leslie Jones is as a person, also as a comic, but as a person mostly. So Kalila and Bobby were dating when they started the show, and then they broke up, and Kalila dumped Bobby Lee. And so they have a really weird dynamic ever since then, and I don't know if this is fake or not. It's hard to tell. A lot of these shows, a lot of the stuff is fake that they're doing. But this seems like a very unhealthy relationship between these two. What are you going to ask me? This is what I, um, this is what you do that hurts my feelings. And I just have to get it off my chest. When you're having a particularly difficult week, like I'm on speed dial. Like you are like, help me. You call me six, seven times in like a span of an hour. You dump all of you like trauma dump on me. And then you're like, I miss you. I love you. I can't live without you. And then you're like, I'm going to see you tomorrow. You're going to be around tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and the crickets. And you don't even call to say like, oh, I'm not coming over anymore to um, to see the dogs. You just I just don't hear from you. And it hurts me. I'm sorry. Because you're like, we're going to watch movies together. I said that? Yeah. We didn't watch one? We didn't. In your I don't know that you should be co-hosting a show with your ex. 
if there was ever a clip that needed that laugh track, yeah, that was it. Yeah, no shit. I could would have helped a lot. I mean, is that real? Is that an actual conversation they're having? I think so. I, I thought so is. too. Yeah. I don't want to be the mark on this show and be duped by everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, Bobby. Look, Bobby's a great guy. I know he him. Is. He's a little crazy, so I could see him sending these crazy texts. And then next day, I didn't even remember something because he said, "Did we? Do we watch a movie?" He's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't. And then he remember. goes on to say, "Like we could have just pretended that we did watch a movie. Just yeah. make it up in your mind." That we did, and that'll be fine. Yeah, this interaction really made me like Bobby because he's mm-hmm. doing a show, and if this is accurate, if this is real, she just dumped a lot of shit on him. Oh yeah, let me tell. This is like a th- therapy session level shit, and he just goes into a bit about we, let's pretend we saw a movie together. Right. It was Fast he and saved Furious it. ninety. Yeah. yeah, and he he tap danced his way out of this shit because they're having a guest on the show. Yeah, Kalila's not great. She's the worst. There's there's some people on a subreddit who think she's not very good at podcasts. I've never watched an episode of this before, <laughs> yeah. and I only heard of her through your show, through this show, and I was not impressed. And I was like, God damn, Bobby is working really hard to keep this funny. Yeah, so he does a good job of doing that. Now, they bring in Leslie Jones, and Leslie talks about this a few times throughout the interview. Her brother died, and she feels really bad about it because her brother was living with her, and she eventually kicked him out. And he, he, she alludes that he was homeless or something, and then they found him dead in a park or something. She's very upset about this happening. This happened many years ago, but she's still upset about it. And Kalila's not reading the room well. This is a very inappropriate time to laugh. And, of course, everyone goes along with Kalila, but no one else would have laughed if she hadn't started this. Do you remember what year that was? No, but you weren't on SNL yet. Because it had to be in my getting over my brother years, because at that point, I didn't give a fuck about nobody's life. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, my brother had died. That was the last Uh-oh. of my family. And I was just like, I'm about to die too. So fuck everybody. All right. Well, Bobby's like, okay, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Before we all start laughing hysterically about your brother dying, let me just check in and see if that was, oh, that's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> we'll stop laughing. That wasn't right awkward. Yeah. She definitely wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Right. Like... Do, you, do you realize how surrounded by shit he is on the show right at this point? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's trying to do a comedy show. Yep. He's got his ex sitting there telling about everything he's doing wrong. Yep. And then he's got this woman talking about, I don't give a shit about anything. I don't care if I died on his comedy show. And by the way, Bobby's killing it right now. Bad Friends is like one of the biggest shows. Yeah. They Santino. do a million views on every episode, uh, just on YouTube alone. So, so they're killing it. And Bobby's a draw. He's a get. And the fact that he's still doing this with Kalila, I'm actually a little bit surprised by I don't think he needs it. I think she needs it more than he does. He's already got a huge show. Yeah, I mean, his his podcast is on my kid's radar, who's 12. Right. He's like, Bobby Lee's really funny. You know oh, him? Yeah, 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 yeah. so Bad that's friends. how popular it is. Yeah. It's huge, for sure. Yeah. So I guess he's doing this as a favor, because, again, like you said, Bobby's a really nice guy. Kalila's other show is going down and down and down. What's her show with the other two women? I, for, I always forget the name of it. I should know the name of it anyway. Why would you I talk anyone here would know that? Because you listen to who are these podcasts, and we covered it a few months ago. Now, I, I talk about it with my buddy uh, Drew Lane, and he follows the numbers. He loves looking at numbers because he used to be you know the ratings book guy on, on the radio. So he loves looking at the numbers. He's always looking at their numbers. He's like, Carl, they're down now that their average episode gets this many views, and it used to get this many. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, that's cool. I'm glad he keeps track of that stuff for me. It helps me out a lot. Okay. So they're talking about, Bobby's telling the stories. He's building Leslie up. She comes on. He's like, I got to tell the story. I, I tell it all the time. But I did this show with you at this amphitheater. This is like back in the early 2000s, it seems like. And 
There's 20,000 people there and Bobby's going to do stand up, but Leslie goes up before him and he talks about how he cannot follow Leslie Jones. So we switched. I, I switched the lineup. I don't remember none of that. I go. I want to go after this person, not Leslie. Yeah, and it worked better. Well, a lot of a lot of people started saying that. Yeah, but I'm just saying you were a beast up there. You killer. See, and see, this is the thing though about that. It's so crazy because like if if I was a man, it wouldn't be a big deal. It mm. would it wouldn't be a big deal. Like it's just a big deal because I'm a woman, and <laughs> and that's that's the thing that drives me insane is because it's like. I, I can do the same work. I can do the same, be in the ditches and shit, but it's a novelty that I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Take the compliment. Yeah, exactly. First of all, it's it's almost impossible to follow a sassy black woman. That's That's true. loud. Yeah, that's a good it point. It is, and Bobby knows energy, that. It's yeah. a different energy. It's just screaming up there, and that's what she's doing. So he's like, hey, we got to switch the order. It has nothing to do with her being a female. Zero. Oh, but that's funny, though, because first she goes, a lot of people say they don't want to follow me, which is a dick thing to say. Yeah. But then immediately she goes, but yeah, it's just because I'm a female. I mean, you wouldn't say that to me. It has nothing to do with being a female. If a guy's hard to follow, he's hard to follow. Right. And that's it. I've never seen someone turn a compliment into fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> I know. He just tried to he was just trying yeah. to build her up to start the show. <laughs> it was this, seamless. This could have gone such a different direction, this entire interview. But Leslie is so pissed off at everyone. She very clearly had an agenda going into yes, that. Yes, very clearly. And so, yeah, you is, wouldn't expect it out of a woman, is basically what she's saying. Right. If it was a man, it was right. like, okay. it's almost like complimenting her was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It's you know? the greatest compliment you could get. Yeah. As a, like, I couldn't as, follow you. Yeah. It's the best thing that anybody I mean, he goes on this you. whole story about how he's panicking in the back room. He hears all this laughter going, and he he's like, he doesn't want to go on stage. He's, you know, I mean, that's how Bobby is. He's always yeah. neurotic and stuff like that. But he's going through this whole thing. It's like, let's just sit there and be like, Holy shit. You know, I don't remember it that way, but that's incredible. You know, I, that was a fun show. We did a bunch of fun shows. Yeah, Bobby, you're a great comic. You yeah, follow you, me. You know, All yeah, right. You were great, too. Everyone loved you. I, you know, I just got the crowd warmed up. You know, whatever. You can just say these things. But I'm glad it's real. I'm glad that Leslie's showing who she really is. By the way, Trash Tuesdays. Thank you, Ryan. I don't know why. I can never remember the name of that stupid show. Leslie's now talking all about female comics and how they're all doing it wrong and she's doing it right. But fortunately, they're starting to figure it out now. We, we the women the women they're starting to figure it out. I'm starting to see some that are figuring it out, but the women are not figuring out that they don't have to be women on stage. Mm. Like when you walk on stage, we know you're a woman. You got titties, ass. You look like a woman. If you're a woman, you're a fucking woman. The irony here is that Leslie does not look anything like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's funny that she's really keying in on looking like a woman. I'm not gonna lie to you though. Like what she's actually saying there is the only thing I agreed with her on in the entire interview. You don't think that women should dress nice? No. What I'm saying is, stage? what she's talking about is how women make all their jokes about being a woman. Uh, she does say that, and I pulled the clip too, but I think maybe I pulled a little bit further past I mean, the well, we can talk about Chappelle's material, how it's about being black. I mean, yeah. that's, people find their angles and they go. You always have that. to have your perspective, I know, but not every joke has to be that. You just have to be funny. And uh -huh. she's talking to a very specific group of female comics that happen to probably be at open mics, is well, what I'm thinking. I think you're off on this. You okay. could be right, but only because she follows that up with talking about how to dress specifically mm -hmm. and how she used to dress. I think that she probably brought this up because, you know, she walked on stage and people like, oh, my God, Godfrey's here. <laughs> right. You know, and, like, and he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a female. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just I, I feel like women are always... <laughs> Like, you're fighting against something that you're producing in your head. Like, I put it like this. When I first started performing, 
I used to wear skirts. I used to wear heels. I used mm. to dress up. I used to do all of that. Wow. But I realized it was it was not playing against me, but it was playing against me because you have to be a real performer. You have to perform for everybody. So when I'm walking on stage and I'm dressed like that, that gives everybody the assumption that I think I'm the shit, mm. especially in women's eyes. When I walk up, it's like, oh, this bitch, think she cute? And then they look at their man and be like, oh, do my man think she cute? Does my man want to fuck her? So that's all going on with the first three minutes that I'm performing. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so she was too hot for the stage. That was the problem with her too high heels. She has a point. Back in the day, it was like if you were a hot girl going on stage, you, you would get judged. The women right off the back go, why is she dressed like that? There was okay. all this jealousy going on. And if the boyfriend was laughing at her anal jokes, she would be so mad. The girlfriend in the crowd nudging him. Oh, you like her? And it'd be a big fight on the way home. She's right about that. But in the last 15 years, it, comedy has changed. Girls are hot. They're up there in tight outfits and stuff like that. And no one cares. That no one That's not on anyone's radar anymore. They're up there plugging their goddamn OnlyFans page. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, so it doesn't cases. matter anymore. So that this is 15 true. years ago. 15 so this is what's currently ago. happening reverse with Matt Reif? Is this what's going on right now? Is the guys are being brought out of the show like, oh, you think that guy's hot? Oh, you're laughing at that joke? Oh, well, okay. I mean, that happened with Dane because when Dane Cook oh, broke, true, yeah. all the girls loved him and yeah. all the boyfriends got jealous. Like, I'm funnier than that. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm funnier than him. I, I just don't. I can't picture in my mind. Leslie Jones dolling herself up to the point where someone's like, that's fuckable. <laughs> that's the part that uh, just seems like a break from reality for me. If yeah. there's no drink minimum at the club, it might happen. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I, if I, it's free beers during the show. <laughs> yeah, right. It was 10 cent beer <laughs> yeah. night, like in uh, Cleveland. Uh, she's reading the room all wrong, I think, is what's going on <laughs> yeah, here. No shit. All right. So this is what she thinks that women should, uh, this is the dress code that female comics should have. That's why I always tell girls, t-shirt, jeans, Tennis shoes. Put you, you, I'm not saying you can't look pretty. Please do not take that and say that. I'm saying <laughs> it's like going to work. Like, go to work. Go to work and don't concentrate on if you're pretty or not or if you're... I can't... Does that make... I'm, am I yeah, I, I mean, I, do you see what I'm saying, Renee? She's not telling Sarah Silverman to stop talking about her asshole. She's saying, talk about your asshole with jeans and a t-shirt on. Be modest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tennis shoes. I think she's saying that because she's not that hot, so she's jealous she's trying to bring of these young, down. cute girls yeah. going on stage. It doesn't matter what they wear. I work at the stand in New York. Natalie Cuomo's on stage. Mm-hmm. All these girls, they're cute. Look at Nikki Glaser. She sure. looks like a fucking model and doing great jokes. Males and females go to see her. It's not a problem. So she's talking 15 years ago. That might be part of it. She might be out of it a little bit as far as what's going on. Yeah, she hates it as a young, hot girl on stage, dressed nice, looks good. She's telling them not to do that. Yeah. (laughs) She's obviously doing that. And by the way, the makeup, spend more than four minutes on it, and I'm pissed. (laughs) What are you doing? Look, that's how you build up an audience now. You got to look good as both for the females. You get the males out to the shows. You're you're putting out clips on Instagram of your crowd work and shit. Like, you got to look good. Yeah. A big part of this. Yeah, presentation counts for a lot. Right. So let's let's go with the low-cut tops, ladies, and, you know, the short shorts. It's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's warm out. All right. There's weird advertising in this show, and by weird, I mean where they insert it. And it might be difficult because no one ever really finishes a thought and then just stops. So it's just constantly, they're just going and going and going. So the advertisement comes in while Bobby is mid-sentence. Um, just put themselves out in a certain way, right? But I think that now... Um... 
Felix for your back and your sleep deep deep. Odd, right? That they had to, oh, wow. they had to shove it in in the middle of a sentence, and they were like getting into it. That, that came right after the part we were just playing, where they're going back and forth about women comics and how they're doing these things and all this kind of stuff. That's just like interrupts them. Do people normally go on Tiger Belly to be funny? It is a comedy podcast. Okay, yeah. I was curious if I was missing something <laughs> subtle here. Well, I think that's why this was suggested to us. Is uh, Leslie really came in and just had an agenda and was just gonna. <laughs> say her thing and do her thing because as much as i dislike kalila she's rarely talking on this show it's dominated by these two because bobby and her have a history yep they did stand up together in the 90s when they were both making a name for themselves you won't hear that on my podcast because you know when i when i say the word cunt seven times i don't <laughs> yeah. get a lot of advertisers you probably don't yeah, yeah so right that, there's no plot where i gotta put it in the middle of the podcast you don't you don't call your advertiser and say like all right after the third con i think i'm gonna yeah. put it in your spot yeah, is, gonna, that, yeah. is that cool <laughs> should i put it in before or after the cunts <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Everybody's awful. Brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Leslie going off. This was the clip I played on the teaser last episode. Leslie going off on how to introduce her on a stand-up show. She gets very upset. Like this, like, I, I don't let men go. Do not fucking bring me up with no, y'all ready for a female? Because I would fucking destroy mm, yeah, you yeah, if yeah. I get on stage. Because it's just like saying, y'all ready for a female? Oh, you ready for a unicorn? <laughs> guys what? ready for a billy goat? <laughs> you guys ready for an object that you've never seen before? Uh, like, you don't do that with men. Hey, y'all ready for a man? Y'all ready for you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's so infuriating. Shit like that. When you say, "Hey, y'all ready for a female?" You are setting the precedence of like, "Hey, a bitch about to come up here and talk about dick or talk about me." And it was like, "So get ready. Yeah, you about to hear a bunch of complaining." No, introduce me as a fucking comic because I'm gonna whoop your motherfucking ass. (laughs) When I get on stage, when people introduce me as as, like that, I destroy them. Yeah, I've been doing comedy over 30 years. Never. Ever did I see an MC go, you guys ready for a woman? Ready for a female never. To come up and yeah. the reason they go, you're ready for a male, because there's never a show where there's six females and right. one male. That's a good point. Because there's way more fem- uh, male comics that do point. comedy than females. They might say that about her because you don't know for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for, a, I don't know what this is? <laughs> hey guys, uh, we have a female. Seriously, it's a female. <laughs> I'm not even lying. But to be fair though, we do live in the world of trigger warning, so it is nice that they're warning the audience. Well, right. That's a good point. But don't you think she's reading into that just a little bit? Yes, I do think that. Like, that's her own hangout. That's yeah. going on in her head. That someone who says, like, hey, you guys ready for a female comic coming up? They're not saying, like, so they're going to be complaining. You know, they're always nagging us, those female comics. She might That might have happened like, a black club back in the day. Uh-huh. You know, the MC might go, all right, you guys ready for a female? Because you had three black comics come up in a row, males. Yeah. So I get that. So maybe somebody said that, but, you know, get over it. So what? She's not, she's not over it. I used to introduce Joe Matarese at, at, at the comic shop. I go, are you guys ready for this next guy? I go, he looks, he, he's a Brad Pitt double. He's that good looking. And uh-huh. Joe, Joe, why did you bring that? I go, who cares? We're fucking around. There's six people in the audience. Right, yes. Always. She, you know what? Last I, night after I got off stage, I'll give it up for Vinny, that fat fuck. Right. I go, he's my friend, but you know, whatever. It, it's funny you say I that. thank you for the concern. No I've been problem. listening to Joe Matarese's podcast, which is probably a bad thing for him lately. He never brings that up. He has a complaint about the way he used to bring up. Oh, I, uh, he, he's a drive. It's not a hang up for him. I go, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just they're going to look at you. They know you don't look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Erica and member five months says, what a great day. Vinny and Jim love you guys. Love you, Erica Ann. Did you hear her earlier when she said that female comics are always battling against something in her own head? 
Oh, did she say that? She did say that earlier in the interview. That is, okay, so she's a little self-aware, but not really yeah, self-aware. Exactly. That's what I was. She knows that this is happening to other women. She doesn't realize that she's doing it Correct. herself. That's interesting. Okay, so now we get into naming names, and I thought this was interesting. Yeah. It was because a lot of men are very mis- you. I don't care. Your fucking misogynistic motherfuckers yeah. Yeah. are just very much like. And I used to tell people like, and I'm like again, I can't just get ready to throw names and shit out. I do. But, I throw names. But <laughs> I love but I, I, I often used to. <laughs> I often used to tell Colin. Colin, I used to tell him uh-huh. a lot, and Colin and guys like Colin. Yeah, yeah. Comics like Colin, or not Colin, not just Colin. It's not just Colin who does it, but it's like they treat everybody like they're bitches. So uh, when I say that, like you, you treat me like your bitch. I'm not your bitch. I'm your peer. Mm-hmm. So if I text you, you text me back. I don't. I'm not fucking you. Mm-hmm. Like you, if I'm texting you about business, you text what? me back. Is she talking about Colin Quinn? So I have. Two options here. It's either Colin Quinn or Colin and it's, Joyce. If it's Colin, Colin Quinn, Joyce, yeah. Colin Quinn doesn't treat her like a bitch. He treats everybody the same. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, it can't be Colin Quinn. Can't. I just, knowing what I know about Colin. Yeah, absolutely. He gets along with everybody. Yeah. He's nice to every comic. He'll sit with them for hours. So could it be Colin Jost, who I could see being like... Yeah, I don't really... Well, they work together at SNL, Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, sorry. He's fucking... Uh, what's her name? I know. I'm Who's his wife? I'm trying to think of her name. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, he might be a little busy he eating a pussy. Need to re- reply. Yeah, to yeah. reply to that text message. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Look, I'm going to give you a blowjob. You know, <laughs> I haven't given you one in a while. He's like, wait, I got to get back to Leslie Jones. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before you get to my pants, hold yeah. on a second. Oh, I know you want gotta to show go. me your new lingerie <laughs> that you just bought, but yeah. I got I to call Leslie back. <laughs> Hey, you think my tits are getting any bigger? Hold on. I got a Leslie Jones just text me. Hey, can you take some photos of me for the next fappening? I want to make sure this (laughs) leaks from my iPhone. Hold on a second. I will, but there's more important things to do right now. Okay, so it is Colin Jost. It's not Colin Quinn. I don't know. She only says Colin, but that would be my assumption on it. So this whole thing now where she's explaining that people treat her like she's their bitch, and she goes into this a little bit more. The way I'm reading this, and I could be wrong. I don't have Leslie's experience, but I think that comics bust each other's balls. And they kind of treat everyone like you were just talking about with uh, Joe Metaris. Yeah. Like you guys all bust each other's balls and have fun with it. They probably do the same thing with Leslie, assuming she's a comic. And then she takes that as an insult. Like, what the fuck? Treat me like that? It's like, I'm just busting your balls. It's a, And you don't have to. Sorry. If it's business, I got to get back to you right away. I know. You know, God forbid. Like when Vinny got picked me up today at the hotel, he, he goes, how's your day going? I go, it's not over yet. We're just busting balls. <laughs> I'm like, that's bitch. weird. For, that's weird for a man to ask me how my day yeah. is going. You know, it's just Jim, a little weird. When yeah. Jim treats me like a bitch, I just have no idea. Fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm not your bitch. Like I used to have to tell my brother that. Yeah. My I used to be like, I'm not one of your bitches. I'm not one of your bitches. Like, like that's you have to really sometimes tell men that, like, hey, I'm your work. Hey, we're peers. Yeah. I, I'm not your hoe. Don't treat me like your hoe. I used to, and and. But what, what I treated you always like a killer, though. I think again. he was afraid of her. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's twice the size. Of him. I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> sorry. Bitch. So if Leslie texts me and says, "Hey, how's the comedy at the call center? I might want to do some clubs." Yeah. If I don't get back to her within like a couple minutes, I'm a fucking asshole. Oh, you're treating. Her I'm like, treating like, her like my bitches yeah, on right. the side. But the Got fact it. that she said that her brother treated her like that too tells me that. She's perceiving all of this. This is all in her head. If every single person treats you in a way that you see as disrespectful and misogynist, 
Maybe it's you. Yeah. There's another person I know who really freaks the fuck out if you don't return their text message. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we were all I was thinking it. that. I didn't want to bring it up, but uh, hey, we'll get there. Eight text messages in a row from uh, from what I remember, you yeah. didn't respond to. Yeah. So sitting in this chair, actually, with yep, having PTSD. This is great. So it turns out <laughs> Leslie tells these stories about how she used to borrow money from all of the comics. She always needed money for rent, and she always needed all this stuff. And Bobby Lee was very generous and gave her money a bunch of times, and. So did a bunch of uh, other comics and stuff. And it was odd that she was constantly bumming money from people. I mean, she's acting like she's being disrespected. It sounds like they were supporting the hell out of her. So then she's talking about after she made on SNL, she comes back out to LA and she decides to just start bumping people at the store. She decides she can just go up there, hop up on stage, take someone's slot or push them back. And uh, people were annoyed with that. I used to hang out with everybody. Everybody's like, oh, well, why are you doing it? It was such a big noise. I mean, to Bill Burr and Neil Brennan going like, yeah, she should call. What the fuck? She should call. And I'm like, motherfuckers, like, like it's it's kind of an advantage that I'm coming through. Yeah, like, yeah. You, do you say that to Chris Rock? Do you say that to Dave Chappelle? Like, no, for real. Like, I'm not saying that I'm those people. Yeah. But it's <laughs> not like some raggedy ass bitch coming through yeah, yeah, yeah. and doing some bullshit ass jokes. Yeah. Hey, it was your time. It, I'm, I'm and, and I no. was funny. What do you know? Yeah, it who, wasn't. Who your said time. that? <laughs> the fact that Bill Burr and Neil Brennan bitched about it tells me you did it wrong. Listen, I you know yeah, people got to do spots. Say everyone's has their time at nine fifteen here. Yep. Ten o'clock at another club right she comes in does 45 minutes now they they miss both spots well that was the thing and i think i, I want to play this clip because she's like everyone's complaining about this thing but you know this is what all the superstars do and Me, she used to work Chappelle. at the club before she got famous right. she used to work at the club she has the contact she knows how the avails work hey i'm available this that's all she had to do Correct. is even text a guy early in the day to book her hey listen i want to come in is there a spot for me in fact later instead in the day, of just walking in i'm sorry later in the show bobby goes well, you know what, Leslie, you probably should just, like, text the guy and let him know. And she goes, oh, I do that now. Okay, so you do know that you're in the wrong if Girl. you've changed your behavior. So why are we talking about it? <laughs> right. I'm complaining about yeah, it. Jesus. After watching an interaction between the two of them, you cannot convince me that 15 years ago before SNL, whenever one of the big-time comics came in and bumped it, she would sit there and have a fucking flip-out, freak-out attitude yeah. over it. Oh, and There's bitch no about it for way. weeks and months afterwards, I'm sure. Exactly. Fuck that guy. They came in here. I had a spot, and I missed my spot over there. And that's kind of why she's doing it. Because it happened to her. Yes. And Bobby's going, yeah, but that doesn't make it okay. That person didn't do it to you. I have the clip of Bobby saying this to her. Yeah, well, let me play this yeah. first. And and that, but that's the that. thing in L.A. You can't get on stage that much in a night. There's only like two or three clubs. And in New York, there's, there's nine. Yeah. So you could you could, you could do could six shows. You could train and do a bunch of different so shows. So some guy at 9.15, Neil Brennan's doing a set, and then all of a sudden she comes in, and it's 10.30. She gets off stage. He, he misses a set. Correct. Yes. And that's what Bobby was trying to explain to her. So it was, and then I was always known for doing 20, 25 fucking minutes because I can. Mm. Like, See, that's the other thing, too. I mean, you were saying 45 minutes. How often, when you bump someone, don't you usually go up there, try out some new material for 7, 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, if she's saying 20, 25 minutes, it's 45, 50 minutes. Right. It wasn't 20 or 25. That is so disrespectful. No, it is. I've heard of Seinfeld coming into the cellar and, you know, all these crazy people showing up. They don't do an hour set. Nope. Everyone comes <laughs> in, does like 15 minutes. Right. That used to happen back in the day at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. The good calls men see used to go up for like two hours and yeah. piss everybody off and the, shit. Notoriously was a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. But Chappelle, even when he would come to the comedy cellar back in the day, he'd go on at the end of the show. At right. one o'clock in the morning, he'd go on for three hours. There was nobody want. else going on. Yeah. So 
I, so it was it was very annoying because it's like y'all only doing that because it's me or because it's, I'm a female that's fucking can do that shit and it's fucking annoying. Like Whitney Whitney Cummins is one. Whitney Whitney told me she was like you got to start treating these motherfuckers like yo. Yeah, like you work with them. They're your work employee people. They they're not your friends. Yeah. You gotta fucking really know that these people fuck them. Like, you know, yeah. like people <laughs> going back to Emily, like Okay. I find it hard to believe that Whitney Cummings is like, you gotta be more of a bitch to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. The last advice I would give to Leslie Jones. Do you hear how insane this is? Yes. Do not treat me like a bitch, but everybody else is my bitch. Yes. So if Bill Burr missed his set, he Very wanted good. to work on a new joke. He yep. missed his set because Chris Rock came in and did an hour and a half. He wouldn't be mad because he's a male comic. <laughs> right. But if Leslie, Leslie Jones right. came in, she's a female right. misogynist, of course, because I'm a female. She's up there hogging the stage time. And it's crazy, too, because she has to do these qualifiers. And I'm funny. I have funny jokes. I mean, based on what I've seen, I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. true. I've seen a lot of Leslie Jones more right. than I want to. I don't know if that's true or not. Vinny, what's your clip of uh, Bobby explaining this to her? Do you All remember right. what number it is? I uh, do, actually. It is the part two. I don't like this revisited. Okay. Get something you might get angry at this. Oh God! I'm People think that I'm always angry. No, I am like not Hulk. angry. I, but I, I, I think I'm passionate. I'm, and I'm, I'm loud. passionate too. I'm passionate too. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask loud. a question. And we use hands. Yeah, we use hands a lot. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I want to say something. Okay. Yes, sir. So let, let me just propose a question. Okay. But why can't you? I just hear me out. All right. Why can't you call in and then just hear me out? And get a spot okay. and say special guest because you know Allie doesn't go up as Allie. She has a different but name. But that's what I do now. Oh, you do it that's now. That's what I do now. Well, I, I think I, that's what also what is because what happens is when you're on a lineup and and you're off to the side, you, you, there's a pop in that you can go in any at any of the side, which is fine. That's how pop ins work. But it's like sometimes it just fucks up people's timing because some people have two shows that night and they show up. They, what? They have a, they have a nine fifteen show at the store. You go up, right? But then they have to be at the improv at nine forty-five, mm-hmm. and it fucks it up. So, it, but mm-hmm. I, I think doing it yeah. now because I'm like, now, because I'm like, you're telling me something that I fucking did. Do you understand? I understand what that is. I understand having well, a show at the Laugh Factory not and then wanting to have to come back and having to fucking wait for Dane Cook or Eddie Griffin <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or Dave Chappelle yeah, yeah. or whoever the fuck comes in there and do a spot. So, yeah, I know that. Does that make sense? So, it was, I don't do hours like they do. I know, I know. I do a spot. So, so you give me a two minute fucking long clip here, Vinny? Stop it, I'm sorry. Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, must have, I must have fucked up the render. I'm sorry. But it's amazing that that turned into. Yes, again, I know what it's like. Right. I've dealt with it all, but I chose to do she it came anyway. In, she came in guns a blazing about why is anyone complaining that I'm doing this? And then she actively changed her behavior. Why not go in and go, yeah, I know. I, I was being a dick. I was big time in everyone. I thought I was hot shit coming from SNL. Dude, Hollywood fucking sucks. No, right. And she was saying it's an honor. I made it. It's an honor that I come back here and hit and, oh, yeah. and go on the stage. Why are people giving me shit? A blessing for the club. Meanwhile, the comedy store up. sold out every night, all three rooms constantly. Well, that's the other thing, too. And I don't know LA that well. Um, when every time I'm out there, I fucking hate it. But I've watched the documentary and stuff like that. Like these people were at the time when the comedy store was going through a rough patch, and they weren't selling a ton of tickets, and it wasn't as good. And so now they think the club owes them because they were there working there when it wasn't what it is now. That's easily just, selling out all yeah. three rooms every night. You guys weren't draws. We don't owe you anything. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, you weren't David Letterman. And as she's talking about how she owes all these people money. It never occurred to her that she might pay these people back. So when she wasn't making a lot of money, 
she was borrowing all of this from all the other comics and everything like that. And then someone had to explain to her, like, well, now that you have money, maybe you should pay people back. Well, she was, you know, and she was borrowing probably from mostly male misogynist comics. (laughs) Right. You were giving her a thousand bucks at a time. Right. We find out from Bobby. Right. But that was the other thing she said, too. She goes, if I needed $1,400 for rent, I'd ask 14 people for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And sometimes they would give me 200. So I'd have a little extra. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had it all down, right? Her grift. I mean. She had it down. And she, at one point, she very, very argumentatively says when i give people money i don't expect them to pay me back oh i know Ugh! i wish that Ugh. i wish leslie would call you asking to borrow some money and you treated them like a telemarketer you treated her like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah how much how much you got i mean i can give you a thousand you just want to no problem yeah, yeah yeah let's meet up <laughs> I'll, I'll, you need 1400 i'll give you 2800 it's two months <laughs> 2800, rent. yeah can you meet me uh i don't know in the next hour or so in manhattan no all right, this is uh, her paying it back. So one day I was like, I was like, you know, just, you know, and then Lenny was like, hey, yo, did you pay them people back that you borrowed money from? And I was like, holy shit. You know how you just don't, you know how you, I swear, I was like, Les, like, yeah, it's no pay it for it, bitch, pay it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can pay it for it, but pay it back. And I, I swear, it, it, I swear it was more of like, I wasn't trying to disrespect nobody or not pay them back. It was more of like, oh shit, I can, I need to pay these people back. I didn't even fucking think that I owe people money. It sounds like you don't give a shit about people. Correct. You when spent- you borrow money and then you make it and you forgot to pay them back and, you know, Lenny has to go, hey, did you pay them back? Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. Was she I coming- forgot about that. How do you forget about that? How do you forget about People that, that helped you yeah. pay your rent. No shit. It's easy to forget about that when you're collecting network royalties and a paycheck every week, mm-hmm. and you're living in another state now. I looked it up. Do you guys know how much people, cast members on SNL make? I'm guessing at least 200000 Probably three fifty. dollars Okay. 350000 it's, it's between fifteen and 25000 an episode. Okay. Now, how many weeks they go, I'm not sure. I didn't look that part up. It's 20 but you guys are probably for right. season, I think. Yeah, it's, prob- it's probably so. Yeah, so it's probably in that range, three fifty, something like that. I mean, New York's expensive. Expensive place to live. They, they had a party a lot, obviously, but I can imagine she could take some of that money and pay people back. We're talking about $1,400 at one, like one point for somebody. Yeah. She talks about how she went to Bobby four times for money. And the yes. fourth time he goes, listen, I, I don't have money to give you. Right. And she acted like it was a big lesson that she finally learned. Yeah, I know. She goes, thank you for not giving it to me because I realized that I could get that money without relying on you. And Bobby goes, well, I just didn't have it at the time. Otherwise, I would have yeah, given it to you. You made me broke. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, I, yeah, I think that kind of makes her a bad person, the fact that uh, she didn't even think to pay people back. So then Bobby admits, I don't play that clip, Bobby admits that he was actively annoyed that she would go and bump people at the store and stuff like that. Because he's, he's there working stuff out, too. So then she's talking about her relationship with the comedy store and why she feels entitled to do that sort of thing. Comedy store is a, is a hard place. Yeah. If I can tell you, for me, comedy store was like, oh, like... Uh, a home base uh, uh when my brother died oh my god it was it was where i went i ate there mm-hmm. i've slept i fucked there I fucked <laughs> a couple of times I fucked, yeah, I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we please not talk about that <laughs> I guess I get the point. <laughs> oh shit! She My fucked, favorite. She fucked at the comedy store. 
Uh, what did she fuck though? That's what does anyone know what she's fucking? I don't know what she meant by this. She went into some type of like she was using that as an example. I don't know what she meant. Well, I think that she means the store owes her because she spent so much time there. Before she was, we had to reupholster things because of you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, owe right. us. She's a liability. Oh, can you imagine if she's a squirter? Oh, oh fuck oh, it. Jesus. That's gross. <laughs> We're down to two rooms for the weekend. Two rooms. Bobby just slipped it out his way to the stage. <laughs> this is the funniest set ever. All right, so uh, this is more of Leslie loving to tell people to uh, get fucked. Oh, and when I say that it's the funnest thing to be like, get the fuck out my face. Oh, do you know how many people that I've done that to, Bobby? Like, just been like, why are you talking to me? Uh-huh. Can, can you teach me how to do that? Yeah, it's not I, teaching. I, it's fuck. I throw one point of view. I, I don't want to get in a fight with you. I, I know. I love that Kawila needs lessons on how to be an asshole to people. I'm like, nah, I think you got it. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I also love how Bobby has to, at the start of every question, go, I'm not trying to make you mad. Oh, yeah. He is terrified of her. Terrified. And it's not because she's a woman. <laughs> it's because she's enormous. <laughs> By the way, Missy B says, I'd rather hear about stuttering John's shower routine than this beast raping a man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. Can we Mr. talk about his hemorrhoids some more? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I had to listen to it, so I made all of you listen to it. I apologize. I put that image in your head. All right, back to this uh, clip about how she loves telling people to fuck off. And Kyla, being the boss woman she is, is like, oh, yeah, I want to know how to do that. Uh-huh. Can, can you teach me how to do that? Yeah, it's not I, teaching. I, it's I fuck. I throw one point of view. I, I don't want to get in a fight with you. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't want to get in a fight with you, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to scurry into the forest to see what happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have my flashlight. I've got my axe. Let me go in there, right? Okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before one makes it, there, how, there's so many comics in L.A., right? And it's like they can't open their hearts to everybody. Yeah. So that whole point, I should have set that up better, is Leslie's going, now that I made it, I love to come back and shove it in people's faces who didn't believe in me or didn't go out of their way to help me out when I was still an up-and-comer. And Bobby's like, I was an up-and-comer too, and you can't be nice to every fucking comic who hasn't made it yet. There's a lot of us. Carl, that clip to me was insane. Yes. Because she was talked about everybody. Like, she sees these people that did her dirty. Yep. She'll just confront them. Yeah. And tear them apart. Like, she sounds like the most bitter person ever. And she's kind of successful. Right. Well, the we, thing we is, like, name. you know, when you first start, you're going to get treated like shit until mm-hmm. you get a headliner and you could sell tickets. And everyone's going to – that's just the way it is. Yeah. So then you're going to go back. You know, I mean, there's a couple people could probably wronged you. You go, fuck that. I'll never work at that club again sure. or whatever. But even, like, in Rochester here, when Mark had that other club um, before he opened this one, comedy he wouldn't use me there. Yeah. So I'd go to this other, like, hotel and do comedy there. I, I didn't saw, hold I it. saw you there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't – but I didn't hold it against Mark. Sure. I didn't go, fuck that guy. He didn't use me. Then he's like, hey, come on over to my club. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. But she's so – I mean, yeah, if she wasn't funny enough, how was she supposed to be treated? Well, that is what Bobby's trying not good. to explain. If she's not good, how is she supposed to be treated? So right. you're, gonna, you're supposed to go out in the main room in the middle of the show on a Saturday night? Yeah, and then she goes on to explain how respectful she was to everyone when she was on her way up. There's no fucking way, just based on what I'm seeing here. You didn't pay anyone back. There's yeah, disrespect not, right there. She wasn't being respectful to people. There's no fucking way. So I'm not surprised people treated you like shit because you're kind of an asshole. How many agents do you go, hey, man, you meet with them. All right, you, look, you're not ready, so I can't really sign you. There's no room in the roster. Sure. Are you going to hold that against them forever? You weren't ready. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because that was one of the examples that Bobby brings up 
where he went to go meet with an agent who t- said, Bobby, you're never going to, I'm sorry, you're never going to make it in this business. There's no roles for people like you. You're kind of weird. It's not going to happen. And then eight years later, he's on Mad TV and he sees this agent and he's like, I didn't say anything to him. Like, I, I won. So I didn't have said, to say anything. Let's just like, right. I would have fucking ran over there and smashed his face. <laughs> Carl, like, no, no, you win. You, you Carl, made it. <laughs> you have to watch this clip. I'm begging you right yeah, now. Yeah, what do you got? She starts grunting angrily when he's explaining <laughs> yes, that. Yes, yes. Hold okay. on. It's, I um, didn't pull that one. So okay. what do you got? So Bobby has good perspective on that situation. Clip number eight. Okay. This is him explaining how he dealt with this guy. He hugged him yes. and said, even though he didn't sign him, Bobby did a favor to a guy who was his client. Right. And his client got something because Bobby did it, and he congratulated him on his client. And, 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 I, and as soon as I realized who it was, I know at that point I won. I don't have to say anything or do anything. Watch her reaction. And I looked at the guy, and he was like, oh. And I hugged him. And I go, hey, dude, congratulations on... You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, wait. If she's behind a fence, I'm not opening the door. Now, like making that face, that is scary. Right by this, she has a different perspective, and she would have done it differently. Can oh, you have my clip nine? Of course she would have. I respect. That's all. I, I respect. <laughs> how I respect you too. I respect how you how you handled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, what would you have done? Uh, drop kick that motherfucker. <laughs> As soon as really? I even realized his presence, I'd have been like, oh, motherfucker, you like Chinese people now? <laughs> you like us now, bitch? <laughs> now you like us, bitch? I don't know if that's a joke or not. Bobby's Korean, but... I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's so <laughs> I'm not sure that's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> enjoy my... Enjoy my homeboy, son! <laughs> wow. Seems like you would have done that? Laughing what? out of fear. Yeah, I don't think she's trying to be funny here. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, be loud, and then if you talk really loud, it's funny no matter sure. what, even though you're not really saying funny things. Yeah, it does yeah, That sometimes. seems like how that but works. Freaking <laughs> formula. Joking or not, I believe her. Oh, no, I, I, believe, I believe she would have confronted sure. that, yeah. dude. Yeah. Because everything she's saying, that's what she's saying she would have done. And Bobby, I don't know how you respond that way after Bobby goes, listen, you know, I did this thing. The guy said I wasn't going to make it. I did anyway. I won. Like, yeah, that's it. That's all there is to it. You don't have to. Life could be super simple and great. Right. It doesn't have to be more come up and after that just to show the guy that he was wrong about that. So, Leslie, now this is a good segue into her talking about agents and managers, how she feels about them. Like this. Let me tell you, this business as a whole needs just a fucking rehaul of where agents and managers have the power that they have. They don't actually have no fucking power. They're fucking high paid receptionists. And I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't get you don't you get the job. You get the job. They you get the job and they have to go through them to get to you. Yeah. And they're receptionists. And I'm not I'm listen, I let <laughs> no, I let my agents and my managers know I don't work for you. You work for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does that but make sense? You notice how she said her agents and her managers, she's gone through a lot of them. Oh yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling she's gone through a lot of it fires agents a lot and managers. Of them. And Bobby even says when he met with that agent all those years ago mm-hmm. before Mad TV, he's like, yeah, so I, I talked to my manager about getting an agent. I still work with that manager today. So Bobby's one of these guys who's loyal, still work with the same people. Leslie's just the opposite. It's amazing. Like, it's a very selfish mentality because a lot of the yeah. time when you have an agent or a manager, it's like a teamwork thing because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody makes money. You're all right. working together if you're with somebody good. But the other part of it is for her, she's a fucking idiot. She didn't have a pot to fucking piss in. Right. She gets SNL. She gets signed. 
Those people negotiate for her. Correct. Those people got her fucking Ghostbusters. Those people got her this stuff, and she treats them like shit. I forgot she was. It's just like you know, a, a sports player. They all have agents because yeah. they don't want to deal with the the ownership. Right. You know, so let the agent deal with it. You, you pay him 10%. Let the agent be the asshole. Right. Let the agent be the asshole. Yep. And then if they're saying yeah. bad stuff about you, the agent's not going to tell you. Right. He's not working <laughs> yeah, or whatever. You don't want to hear that. If you deal it direct, you know, so that's what that's what's, that's why. And it's a tax write-off, the 10%. So you write it off on your taxes. You paid an agent. It's worth it. Well, you I probably have an agent make more ne- than that, the 10% that you have to pay them based on their negotiations. Because they'll always get you more. Right. The comedy clubs always want to go right to the comedian instead of the agent because they know to get them cheaper. Yep. So that's what they always do. So for her, she's got a name. Let the agent negotiate all that stuff. I'll put you in first class. Wrong attitude about everything. Yeah, you could bring three friends. I got four first class tickets. You're going to stay in a five star hotel. Let them deal with that. So uh, drunk engineer says, "Hey, Missy B, can we get Anthony on here for a second to share his thoughts on Leslie?" And uh, Missy B says, "I think we all know." (laughs) (laughs) She's a wonderful person. (laughs) All right. So now we get into Leslie smelling her own farts, and boy, does Leslie like smelling her own farts. You can smell them from here. <laughs> she thinks she is amazing. People don't understand that that is not something you can't copy. So many people have tried to copy what I do. They try mm. to do the com. You can't accommodate because you, you don't know where it's coming from. It's coming from a real place. It's coming from a place of real passion. People try to copy Leslie Jones? There was probably, if I had to guess, 30 sassy black women yeah. that went on stage and told jokes before her. Right. So I, know. I don't know so what to copy. copying them? Yeah. Or what, what's going on here? I'm not sure what she's talking about there, but she's very full of herself. She's like, I'm one of a kind. This all comes from a real place. No one else can copy this. And this is what I was talking about before when she says she came back to L.A. And she's doing the club a favor by showing up and bumping the comics who are scheduled to be on. And, and, and that's what I'm saying, Bobby. So when I came home back. Comedy Store was my home. Yeah. So I didn't think it was a problem with me coming to do spots because it's like, hey, one of our own made it and she's coming back and blessing the fucking club because when I do spots, it's like Leslie Jones was there. She said it for all of us. Blessing the fucking club. She Uh. squirted all over the room. (laughs) Not again, Leslie. The janitor's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Leslie's back in town. Is there still police tape around the place I fucked? <laughs> they still have it's still toxic. It's still crime scene. We can't know. get the cats to stop coming in. We ran, out, we ran out of chalk trying to draw the outline. <laughs> Vinny, what did I miss? You pulled a bunch of clips out of here. You know, Is there you anything did you a, want to play? You did a really good job on the stuff. Every that I now and again. I do a, a good job. No, you're, you're the best. Dude. I'm happy. Yeah, to what are you saying by that? And that means that he doesn't do a good job. Yeah, I, I, I know what he's talking. I know right? what he's saying. He it was seems... surprised. He seemed surprised. By yeah, it. you actually did pull the right clips, Carl. Yeah, no shit. That's my job, asshole. <laughs> you know, there's only one more clip I'll play. It's my number six, and it was just I was watching this, and it struck me, and I was like, huh, I wonder if she might be bitter. <laughs> Oh, you would not believe the audacity of this business of some of the people that have walked up to me that have done real dirt shit. And, and oh, I am, oh, and when I say that it's the funnest thing to be like, get the fuck out my face. Oh, do you know how many people that I've done that to, Bobby? Like, just been like, why are you talking to me? Uh-huh. Can, can you teach me how to do that? Yeah, we kind of hit yeah. that part, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that blew my fucking mind when I heard that. I was like, you just enjoy it's a horrible way that to live kind your of life. confrontation. Right. It's funny because they always talk about, like, be careful who you treat like shit on your way up because you see them again on the way down. This woman is just like, I'm going to treat people like shit both ways. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Let's go. 
just seems like a, the wrong way to go about life. Yeah, I really didn't know much about Leslie Jones. Yeah. I didn't know much about Kalila, and I left. Well, I know you loved this, the Ghostbusters movie. I remember you were ranting and raving about you it. You would not so shut good. up about it. it was that so was. Good. It was the female Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I got it on DVD. Oh, good. Did you bring it? No, I didn't bring we, it. We were going to watch football, but I'd rather watch that. I, I, didn't, I didn't even open it because I, I know it's a collector's item. And <laughs> you want to get it signed? I, yeah, yeah. Right. If I ever get it signed, I don't know if I should open the plastic because it's going to be worth less. But if I run into Leslie, I'm going to have her sign it. Yeah. What you got to do is you got to open it up and pull out the sleeve and get him to sign that and put it back under the plastic. But, Carl, I have a copy in the car. So we'll good. Be good. All right. Very good. I'm, I'm, we'll excited. I'm excited for that. All right. I think we need a, a palate cleanser. Leslie Jones is a little bit annoying. So let's do something to have a little bit of fun. Obviously, uh, the big talk of the Dabbleverse for the last couple of weeks has been Kate Meany, Kevin Meany's daughter, 24-year-old anal queen, and she inspired Tukey. The nice thing about someone like Kate Meany is she has no talent on her own, and she's not interesting in any way, but she brings out the talent of the others in the Dabbleverse, and uh, Tukey has a fantastic song that he put together. Hey, look, he's in my basement singing it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> this isn't live. It's pre-recorded. Go out with Chad and disappoint your dad when someone Googles your life. Oh, they'll see that girl. Kate Meany, she is an anal queen. Doesn't want grandma to know. She likes to do it with the duty flows. <laughs> there they play with her ass, yeah. That's her thing. Looking for her anal king. Maybe the dabbler could be that guy. A cheap-ass ring light's all he has to buy. Maybe some rock candy. Small cocks are dandy. So take off your pants. And when you get the chance, Google the anal queen. Can't mean her butt craves up. Ain't <laughs> no queen Bring those drinks out To table three Oh yeah <laughs> Go out with Chad And disappoint your dad When someone Googles your life Oh they'll see that girl Kate Meany She is a mega anal queen Great job, Tukey. Oh, is this still going? No talent, and her okay. mom pays the bills. All right, you can check that out on the Dabbler's uh, channel there on YouTube to see the rest of that. Poor Tukey picked a, a bad key for himself. Yeah. Starting to get a little rough. Maybe a step lower would have helped. But yeah. Whatever. So wait, what's the Good deal? Stuff. So she admitted that she's done anal. So what happened was she went on with uh, Keanu and maybe Gino too, but I know it was Keanu's show and she talked about doing anal. And then a month 
or two months went by and I think her mom saw it or someone in her family saw it. So she goes, could you please take that episode down? And by asking you to take it down, it brought a lot of attention to it because no one was talking about Kate Meany. Yeah, it's not a good move to ask to take it down. I mean, your mom saw it already. Yeah, well, right. What's the point? So then it turned into like the Streisand effect where that all anyone talks about with Kate Meany is how she likes anal, which yeah. is the one thing she didn't want people talking about. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Gino probably, I, look, there's 10 comics on stage, female comics. Mm-hmm. Out of 10 of them, eight of them go, yeah, I had anal once. I didn't really like it. So every girl admits to have an anal. It's yeah, but their, their parents probably aren't at the show, though. It's... No, but it's <laughs> they put those clips out on Instagram. That's true, yeah. You know, yeah, I tried anal once. I didn't really like it, whatever the, whatever the bit is. So. I mean, I don't know what she's so upset. Her dad admitted it. Jesus well, Christ. Right. Yeah, I know. No shit. Like father, like daughter. <laughs> to me, she's a good sport by admitting it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would. No, no shit. That's the whole thing, is that she could have made this a win for her instead of what this has turned into. Oh, I thought Jim was saying anyone who takes it up the ass is a good sport. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, no, that's that exactly what I'm saying. All right. All right. The other thing I wanted to talk about here. You're actually, a good egg, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, Cardiff Electric turned me on to this. So the bonfire is now Big J Okerson and, and Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly took over for Dan Soder on that show on Sirius XM. And uh, we know that Big J pays attention to the Dabbleverse to some degree. He's brought it up. on. I know that for a fact. We've discussed it. Oh, you've talked to him. Yes. Okay, great. So they bring up him and Robert Kelly are talking about how Shannon Sharp made almost a million dollars on that Cat Williams interview. It's over nine hundred thousand dollars just in YouTube revenue. Yeah, I think he's had like fifty-four million views. It's crazy, and then he puts out clips, and he's got so there's just tons of millions of views, like you said. So he's making all this money from that, and so that triggers in their head. They're just like, "Oh, did you see that thing with Sue Costello wanting to get paid by Kevin Brennan for going on MLC?" So this is the beginning of that conversation, and then we'll we'll talk about what they're saying, what they're talking about. Him and Sue Costello, Kevin Brennan at the same time. I was just gonna say the same thing, uh, dude. Whatever, we should. It's <laughs> so funny. We're gonna talk about. Where... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Do we throw our hat in the ring of that? I mean, it's no hat in the ring. It was just a funny thing to see. We can mention it. It's a fun. Go look it up, everybody. Uh, Kevin Brennan's MLC podcast had Sue Costello on a few days ago, and Sue Costello likes to yell at her issues on the internet and she sent a what is it a venmo request mm-hmm. i want fucking 112 dollars for the fucking <laughs> comedy i i fucking gave you on the ear you cock said, fuck the request said for uh for two and a half hours of being hilarious yeah I'll, I'll do all Sue Costello. Sue Costello, where's her stuff? I'll read her stuff. Uh, just, uh, yeah, go ahead. This is essentially the club owner telling me I won't get paid after he, I already performed, unless I take my shirt off. Might even be illegal. And this idiot put it on the fucking social media. Okay. So Sue Costello was a guest on MLC, and then she sent a Venmo request to Kevin Brennan. This is all behind-the-scenes stuff. Certainly. Kevin decided... To post the Venmo request on his Twitter. So he put he makes this public by putting this up on his Twitter. And he, he says, not until you give us the name, that's the deal. Now, what he's talking about is on that show, she had mentioned some type of harassment or something that happened when she was working for CBS. And she would not give out the name. Apparently, it's someone famous. And she wouldn't give out the name. So that was kind of the running gag on that episode of MLC. All the people in the Super Chats are trying to guess who it was. And so Sue's seeing all this money coming in through Super Chats and is saying, hey, how about you give me 125 bucks? Remember, this is all over $125. 
And so just as you heard uh, Bobby read in his Sue impression voice there, she screen grabs Kevin's uh, tweet that says, not until you give us the name, that's the deal with the photo of the Venmo request. And she writes, this is essentially a club owner telling me I won't get paid after I already performed unless I take my shirt off might even be illegal. And this idiot put it up on social media. So let's, let's get their take on it. I have my own thoughts on this, but are you familiar with this, Jim? Did you know? No, this? I didn't notice, but you I'm, know all the players. Yeah. I know all the players. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how well, you know, no Sue. Yeah, I know. So okay. I haven't seen in a while, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, there's obviously when you do these podcasts, sometimes they'll pay you. Sometimes they well, won't. There's no contract saying correct. you're getting this much amount of money. I don't know. Sue. is she completely stupid? Because why did she write two half hours? Just say one oh, hour. Oh, no, no, no. Two and a half hours is what it meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what she meant. Okay, turns out I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. That's that what she writes on her request is uh, she requests $125 for MLC on the 15th, two and a half hours of hilariousness, plus all that dough you made from Super Chats guessing my guy. All right. So that's why she's asking for this money. Now, I know Kevin a little bit. I've been on a show a couple of times. I know that if you send something like this to Kevin, it might go sideways. Oh, yeah. Wait, before you take that off the screen, let me screen grab that because I'm going to send that uh, text to you later. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's my Venmo. I want my 125. Do you see any fucking my, super chats coming in, yeah, motherfucker? For my two and a half hours of hilarity. <laughs> All right. So let's get some context on who Sue Costello is from the boys on the bonfire. If you want to know her claim to fame, there was once a Family Guy bit where they went through the names of people. Or TV shows that Fox had canceled over the years. And Costello was one of those names. And I heard from Colin Quinn, fucking amazing. Costello? Costello the show. Funny? Colin Quinn, you know Quinn, he said it was fucking amazing. Should have never been canceled. Wait, why do you keep winking? All right, so apparently she had a TV show. (laughs) She did, I remember back in the day. Fox that got canceled. You know what they did with her, and they kind of put her in a bad spot. You know when you're watching football, remember those corny sitcoms? They'd show the promos, and they'd always dance in them. Because oh, right. some member they say, oh, if people are dancing, it's got to be funny. Yeah. So they always had her dancing in between the promos, watching a football game. And every guy watching football losing, yeah. his team's losing, he's got money on the game, he's not going to go, all right, I got to watch that. You on know Tuesday. what? This dancing lady yeah, seems charming. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I seen Ellen DeGeneres in a while. I need to see more people dancing. I need some on dance. TV. So that was her, every promo was her dancing. I remember yeah. I felt bad for her because I was like, that, it, the show could be funny, but no guy doing a football game has got, I'm tuning in on Tuesday. Right. That's a good point. Whenever they do those promos, because a lot of these networks lose money on the NFL. The NFL charges them so much money for the rights of the games, but they use it to promote. There's so many eyeballs on it, tens of millions of viewers for every game that they use it to promote the other shows they have, but it's rarely the right target audience. And even the announcers can't bring themselves to read the promo. Well, this Tuesday, Sue Costello is up to some crazy antics, so... (laughs) Check that out at 8 p.m. Sue's going on a date this Thursday at <laughs> yeah, 5. Right. It's like, yeah, we'll be tuned in for that, right? All right, anyway, third and seven. <laughs> no, that's what they do. Like, they show a lot of those clips on that Big Bang Theory. Yeah, right. Which, if you're not, like, nerdy, you're not oh, going to find that shit funny. No football fans. So, the football, in the middle of a game, there's two minutes left. It's tied up. <laughs> yeah. Going for the division title, and they're showing the fuck, those nerd jokes that just fall flat. Josh Allen just fumbled for the third time. <laughs> and you got to fucking watch these assholes talking about Star Trek. <laughs> I'm fucking murdering these idiots. <laughs> 
hilarious. So this is now discussing the Venmo request. Yeah. It said Sue Costello requests $125 for MLC 115.24. Two and a half hours of hilariousness plus all that dough you made from Super Chats. <laughs> and she spells Boston in Boston. Like she writes Super. Yeah, she, she, she writes her stuff in Boston. I know, dude. Her, her writing is blotchy. <laughs> her writing is freckled and blotchy. Yeah, yeah um, she, apparently she went on the show and he saw the she saw the super chats coming in because he mm-hmm. makes Kevin makes money on super chats. Sure. So, and this is the thing, and they're going to get into this. As far as being a guest on podcasts, typically you don't get paid. Now, Kevin famously pays the guests that he has on there because, as we've been documenting recently, he likes to try to control people, telling Ray Devito he can't do my show, or else I'm not going to give you 150 dollars next time you do MLC if you do Carl's show. So he uses that as a controlling device, which is weird, especially the dollar amounts we're talking about. $125 is what Sue wants for two and a half hours of work. She had a sitcom on Fox. That's not. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I still think she lives in an apartment in New York City. So yeah. I don't know what that $125 is going to do. I don't know do. what that's going to do. It's yeah, not really, going to make a break. Maybe she goes to 14 comics and gets $100. <laughs> <laughs> she if she does rent. 14, 14 podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. All right. So uh, they're going to talk about what Kevin's looking for. So at the end, she's like, pay me, motherfucker. And he was like, well, you got to tell me who did what to you. You know what I mean? Because apparently somebody big at CBS is what I'm getting had done something to her. Mm -hmm. And she's in the middle of something trying to take these people down who okay. have fucked her over the years in, in the industry. Fuck you. Pay me. Okay. So I like the instincts here. Because this is what I start thinking, especially with a guy like Kevin Brennan, who always needs controversy and drama to keep people view, viewing the show and interested in what he's going to say next. I don't want to be a Mark and a simple, a simpleton. I don't want to be a Mark either. But I feel like I'm a Mark sometimes because I'm going like, Sue Costello is losing her mind. She's these things aren't like uh, like funny things. She's always like in some kind of crazy like everyone thinks they could fuck with me. You're not gonna fuck, but. And Kevin Brennan's always in that stuff, too. And uh, is it all fake? Does, does, like, Kevin Brennan tell Sue Costello, like, if you fucking start shit with me... You think it's two heels going at it? Yeah, if everyone's like, hey, we could do... And the people will be talking about us, and it sells tickets. You know, it's like, sure. Like, she like she probably said, hey, Kevin, do I get paid for that thing? He's like, let's make it a thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, let's make it a, a thing online. Yeah, let's make it a sexual harassment lawsuit. Let's yeah. make it a, a sexual <laughs> harassment lawsuit. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I would have gotten this way with it if they had, had it worked out ahead of time. But I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that a possibility? No, no. You don't think so? No, just Kevin's not going, hey, let's do this. He just, you know, he just reacts yeah, okay. to whatever's going on. He, you're on his good side or you're on his bad side. and But he's not... Yeah, he might plan it out like, hey, if I give this money, they'll stay. They'll stay on my show. But he's not telling Sue, hey, let's let's do this. Right, let's do this thing. It There's sounds no like way. he tried to start an angle there where he was like, I'm not giving you the money till you tell me the name. Like he's trying yeah. to do something. Well, that but... makes it fun for Twitter. Yeah, right. Because then it gets people. Oh yeah, come on, Sue, you got to tell us a thing. You know, I can get something going with that. But yeah, I, I... take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> let's but, see that tits, Sue. But I don't think. <laughs> I agree. I don't think this was planned out between the two of them ahead of time. The reason why I'm skeptical these days, especially, though, is because Tukey brought up that Chad reached out to him and wanted to do this whole thing where they were going to join forces and then have a falling out. So there are some people in this Dabbleverse who try to set up fake bullshit. So you have to be wary of these types of things. 
But I thought this was a great observation. She makes a crazy correlation. There you go. She makes a crazy correlation. Unless I take my I- shirt off. Unless I take my shirt off, they won't get before. And that's illegal. Like, she's saying almost like, she's right. It is illegal to say uh, uh, you won't be paid if you did your work unless you take your shirt off. Yeah. That's not even might be illegal, quote unquote, as she said. That's very illegal. Mm. I don't know if he didn't promise her money. Yeah, that's a crazy correlation. She goes immediately to, oh, you're asking for a sexual favor in order to get paid. It's like, no, this is very different than that. So Sue jumps to this conclusion of it's like asking me to show my tits, which is illegal, and you did it on the internet, therefore this is a crime. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is all wrong. It's a real, it is a weird correlation, but I have to wonder what her intention was in posting it that way. Because it seems like something you would post to try to get other people worked up. There wasn't enough about the situation out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just from that little small clip. For everybody who would see this, and her circles aren't watching MLC podcasts, sure. I imagine. Right. So, like, her putting that out there is really trying to fuck with Kevin pretty hard, I would say. Well, she's responding to Kevin. I understand Posting that, but I'm something saying... that she did not want people to see. Right. The but... Venmo request is a little odd. What did he say in that? I can't read that. Kevin said in the top of that okay, yeah, yeah. tweet. Let me, get, let me get back to this, because he says, not until you give us the name, that's the deal. Okay, so she said someone harassed her, and he's like, who's the name? And she wouldn't give it. Correct. Okay, yeah, that's just Kevin being a dick. That's being Kevin of being course. Kevin. Of course That's it all is. it is. And, and I, I should say this, because I watched MLC the next day, and Kevin goes, I paid him the money. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it, this, this is a thing that's dragging out or right. something like that. And Kevin, to his credit, he's paid me a couple times when I've gone on his show, and he does it immediately. He doesn't see that money until the 20th or the 21st of the next month. That's the thing about YouTube is that yeah. the YouTubers don't see that Super Chat money for a very long time, and they get a percentage of it, too. So when you're on the show and you're watching all this money coming, you're like, Jesus, this guy's getting rich. Like, well, not really. In fact, and then also the cut that YouTube takes, and you were saying I mean. with Apple products. Apple takes a large percentage if someone's on their iPhone or iPad giving money. It's crazy how all of this works. It's a much smaller number than you'd expect when you're watching the super chat's coming through, so they're talking about that on uh, Bonfire here. If he promised, if he said like, if "Come on the show and we pay this much money," then it is what it is. If he just says, "Come on, do the podcast," and there's no like money agreement, it's you're coming. I don't uh, think I'm getting paid for uh, Kevin Hart's. I didn't get paid for Kevin Hart's. I wouldn't be paid for. Uh, I mean, no. Soder gave me three thousand dollars for doing his, but he said he's given that pretty much standard. What and. So that's that's a joke because yeah. they both on Soder's new I, channel. Yeah. So he wanted to like give, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to call Dan right now. Dan. <laughs> I'm around this week if you need me. It is funny that you threw out three thousand because that is the number that Kevin paid Stuttering John to come back to the internet. That's right. So it's interesting that he threw out that number as, as Fuck, the that joke. Three thousand dollars went a long way, didn't it? I mean, it didn't work out great for Kevin, but it's worked out great for the rest of us. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so all right, so they're they're mentioned there. Was there an agreement ahead of time that she was going to get paid $125? And um, the answer is not really. She asked Kevin to come on the show. This wasn't a thing where Kevin's just like, Sue, can you come on the show? She's like, well, I mean, it's, a two, it's two hours. You know, what, what's in it for me? It was her asking him to go on the show and then demanding money immediately afterwards. And she's been on the show before. She's been paid before. So she expected it. But I understand why Kevin posted that. I get why he wanted to humiliate her a little bit. For yeah. doing that. It's a little weird. I don't expect anything from anybody's podcast. If I do your podcast... I assume I'm, I'm just doing it as a promotion. Most of it's also, it's like it's promotion, promotion for yourself. Promotion for me and for you. If I'm bringing you a little heat and you're giving me a lot of heat, it's great. Yeah. But 
I guess she saw the money rolling in on the super chat, and she was like, "Give me some of that fuckface. I just work for you for two hours." So this tweet exchange goes on. It gets crazier, and so I'm going to show you how she responded after this. She wrote, "What Kevin Brennan is trying to do is to degrade me. It will never." work it hasn't with anyone thus far it sure as shit won't be him and his 125 dollars that will break me love boss tello Oof. <laughs> all right but so, i don't know if he's wrong well, in this yeah, argument yeah, at yeah. all doesn't seem like he's wrong at all i think he's joking like pay me some i'll give you some money if you tell me the name yeah i think he's like doing a joke and then she's like here yeah. we go now you're breaking laws and rules now you just want me to blow you right and now you're gonna need me to take my shirt off Got to need you to take your shirt off, Sucosto. He took Sarah Silverman's virginity. I think that I think there's something down further. If you scroll down, can you read it, Bobby, in your Boston accent? What Kevin Brennan's trying to say, <laughs> trying yeah. to do, is degrade me. It will never work. It it hasn't with anyone thus far. It sure as shit won't be him and his hundred and twenty five dollars that will break me. Love. Love. Bus, Bostello. 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 Whatever the fuck it is. It's instead of Costello, she's Bostello. <laughs> that wasn't thought out. Come to CBS this fall. Bostello's not good. Who's the Bostello? <laughs> you hear Big J there? He's like, that's not good. <laughs> that wasn't all thought out. Uh-oh. That's a mess. Uh, so, so they're taking Kevin's side, obviously. After that, she writes, this escalates quickly. Financial abuse is a form of domestic violence. What? In business and at, remember, $125 that right. she asked for immediately. Um, in business and at home, a.k.a. controlling slash withholding money to get someone to do what they want, only weak men do this. <laughs> I know. This is insane. She's really trying to fuck him up on Twitter, man. And, and here's the last part here. This is the same thing CBS tried. Steal my content, make me sexual, and not pay me. Were they sexy dances she was doing on Fox? <laughs> I don't remember getting hard. Yeah. Okay. But the Dolphins are down 27-3. <laughs> a minute left in the game, so. I understand. All right. So this isn't a good move on Sue's part, as you'll hear from the guys at the bonfire here. It's uh, Then she says, this is the same thing CBS tried. Steal my content, make me sexual, and not pay me. Yo, I- steer Clear of Sue Costello. Uh, Christine, Black Lou, some of the bookings here. Jacob, let's steer clear. Uh, that's too scary when he gets to that. You're making everything sexual with me. He goes, what? You just did. You made up that whole thing about the showing your tits. No one's in the show your tits. Well, did he? That, this is what I don't understand. Is I'm like, was she offered a hundred and twenty five dollars no. and then That's not paid, the or is she's just thinking that she should well, get a hundred and twenty five dollars for well, doing a podcast? No, no, no. If you scroll down, there is a thing that um, um, scroll down a little bit. I think there was a thing where it was like, I've done it before and I got paid. I think. Look, I've done. I've done his podcast before. You don't get paid. I've done. I've look. I went to ONA. For 15 years, didn't get a fucking dime. That's the thing. The fact, and I don't like that Kevin pays the guests because then people expect it on all these shows. And that's just not the way this works. Like, you've been on O&A a ton of times. I just times. did Corolla's podcast last week. You just week. did Corolla. That's I amazing. I didn't, platform. I didn't uh, get paid. No. I got a water. Did you have to show him your tits? <laughs> no, I didn't have to show him my tits. Oh. I, I should send him a Venmo. I won $125 for my hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You know. <laughs> 
Boss Florentine. Maybe you should put timestamps in there. At 1612, I, I got a pop. Yeah, I know. Look at that joke. I, That's pretty And you good. laughed at it. <laughs> yeah, right. That was worth at least 20 bucks. Go back and watch it. I, I think you'll agree. <laughs> so embarrassing. And they even talk about, they're like, Joe Rogan doesn't pay to no. have people on his show. And, you know, they'll, they'll fly out. They'll, they'll make it easy for you to, to come on the show. I mean, with Opie and Anthony, everyone's in New York anyway. So just come down to the studio and hang out with us. And... I couldn't even get parking to go on the Howard Stern show. Right. I'm like, hey, can I get park? And it's like 30 bucks. Like, ah, we don't have it. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> How do they not have that in the budget? Well, we're paying that guy $300 million a year. So. Yeah, but you know what? He would go, hey, Jim's going to be at the funny bone, and it would sell out. So it was all worth it. But I did yeah. ask, and they go, we don't have that in the budget. Isn't that I'm funny? like, all right. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so, th- so they bring this up, and I, I think they make a good point here but for the most especially in town you don't get paid for mark norman and joe list and it's mark on a norman zoom and, and morels it's on a zoom or a stream yard it's you're not going anywhere you're just turning yeah, your from phone home on. and and you the money he's making is probably under a grand that's how he makes his money yeah yeah that's the other thing too all you're doing is turning on your computer <laughs> it's not a lot of work to go on mlc you have to be somewhere and kevin obviously complained about anthony giving a hundred dollars every time he'd go on the anthony kumia show and Anthony just started doing that to like cover his expenses for travel into the city and go on the show so it's just like hey like you were saying pay for parking or whatever yeah it's like hey i know you got to come into the city kevin here's a hundred bucks but he was a guest on the show and it was more about promoting and then kevin bitched about that endlessly had to go to war with anthony and start doing a show at four every day to go up against anthony's show all over this hundred bucks meanwhile he's paying 125 okay no i remember when i went on like a week later i go anthony i need at least 50 dollars or i'm walking yeah and then kevin sent me a text oh cocking it up with fucking uh, right. i'm like i was just joking get the fuck out dude. that's hilarious yeah yeah and i was like dude i'm just I'm fucking around yeah so i was checking out sue's uh twitter and you can see the banner that she has on here it's sue.tv and a photo from 40 years ago and so I, I was like, oh, what's this uh what's this Sue.tv? I wanna see what she's up to on there, if she's promoting it on the banner, on her Twitter account, and oh, it's for sale. <laughs> uh turns out, <laughs> well, for, for, uh, turns out it's 125 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to change the graphics. So you, you forgot to renew your domain or pay for the hosting. So make an offer. Let's make an offer, Carl. It says you can do it right there. Uh, Sue.tv, I don't think is getting a ton of traffic, to be honest with you, Vinny. I'm not uh, not too worried about it. Maybe there's so, so many people watching it, it crashed. Oh, that's probably it. It yeah. could be. No, actually, definitely not, because no. it says it's for sale. <laughs> is Sue right. TV like Legal Shield? <laughs> Sue TV. <did. laughs> Can I sue for a TV? <laughs> I'm talking to my new lawyer, Bostello. <laughs> Bostello. Yeah, because yeah, Vince the lawyer was going to give John a TV, and then he didn't. So he's probably Googling <laughs> sue for a TV. <laughs> I see website. it for sale. <laughs> finding this website. Uh, anyway, I thought that was really cool. Thanks to Carta for turning me on to that. I love that the bonfire did like a 20-minute break just on the Sue Costello and Kevin Brennan feud. That was that was kind of fun that they're paying attention to that. Um, real quick, Tom Myers put out a new episode, and since we have some real stand-up comic here, I thought we could play some of uh, Tom Myers' jokes and get your guys' take on this stuff. You know, it's no different than you know a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. <laughs> you know, who Tom Myers is. I don't. Know, I know the name, but I don't. Know, I've never met him. 
<laughs> Probably not. So Tom Myers came to into all of our lives through Cometown and uh, Nick Mullen and Stavros because he's a Baltimore guy and Stavi's from Baltimore. Yeah. So they knew about his stand-up comedy. And I think Stavi was actually at one of his live tapings for one of his specials. And so on Cometown, they started playing his comedy and really analyzing it, dissecting it. And uh, Tommy didn't take it well. And so those guys have moved on. And so I figure, you know, someone's got to keep uh, a tab on his podcast. Yeah, we got to figure out what he's up to on his podcast. He does this political show called Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. And he's doing his Iowa caucus special. So very topical. We just had the Iowa caucus. Uh, Trump won after less than 1% of the votes came in. They're like, yeah, this is over. So that's a, a good time when you're driving in your car. They've already called it three hours before that. But anyway, this is uh, Tom Myers. This is the first joke coming out of the gate. Hello, and welcome to the Tom Myers versus the rest of the world Iowa caucus recap special. So Iowa Republicans held their caucus on Monday. As predicted, Donald Trump was the winner among all the caucus goers. It's fitting in a state where the mindset of most of the voters that day was, I may kill someone in a multi-car pileup in this weather, but fuck it. <laughs> so the weather wasn't great. Oh, right, because it was snow it was snowing, out it was there. Out. They didn't think people were going to go out and vote. Yeah. And I love his evergreen content. Pretty good joke, Fucking huh? idiot. There's no... Did you understand that punchline, Vinny? It's pretty good, right? No, I didn't even know the weather was bad. All right, well, and... now that you know that, let's play it again. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe it's our fault. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear the punchline again. It's fitting in a state where the mindset of most of the voters that day was, I may kill someone in a multi-car pileup in this weather, but fuck it. <laughs> so voting for Trump is like killing everyone. Oh, okay. I thought just because there's snow on the road, don't go out. No, he's saying that people did go out and vote for Trump. But they're obviously suicidal or right. homicidal. Yeah. For that matter. Anyway. So it makes sense that you would want to bring in a genocidal dictator. No, it wouldn't make sense. Okay. Make, none of it All makes right. sense. All right. Maybe the first joke wasn't great. The second joke, though, no, I think you guys will like this one. What I love about this one is that you, you see it coming from a mile away. And Tom takes forever to get there. <laughs> Fucking hate Various numbers were thrown out on the local media outlets there in Iowa. Minus six, minus four, feels like minus 45. And once they stopped talking about the chances of a candidate not named Donald Trump winning, they gave the weather forecast for that day. <laughs> so, so joke structure is part of the problem because <laughs> the fact that he had to say they gave the weather forecast that day, it's like, no, we get it. Right. Don't do that's not the punchline. Don't say that part last. It's not a good joke anyway. No. But it's also structured incorrectly. This guy has put out like eight one-hour albums. Yeah. He's got a lot of CDs out. You might want to check this guy out. But so, I mean, well, what? The Chiefs game last week was what? Like negative 30. Yeah. There was 80,000 people in the stands. Sure. Everybody drove there. It wasn't a problem. Right. Yeah. No, it was packed. It was, and the Bills game, out. right? Even on Monday was yeah, freezing, yeah, yeah. right? Against the Steelers. Oh, yeah. All the snow there. They had to like dig through. So people still, still, still went to yeah, the game. Still yeah. able to do Every so. one of them a murder. Uh, all of them maniac. Trump voters. Yeah, yes. obviously. But that was a pretty good joke. Okay. I, Jim's not laughing yet. Maybe he'll, it'll get better for us here because we've already made fun of Trump. What about Ron DeSantis? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came in a distant second, followed closely by Nikki Haley. It's a miracle Ron DeSantis did so well, considering his target demographic only votes for him if they have the effects of heat stroke. <laughs> I love how you're like trying to process this and figure out what the joke is. Because 
You'd have to be a Floridian. Right, and you're old. And you're old, and it's hot out. I don't know if you've ever been to Florida before. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's but it's not a lot uh, warm there. Right, but there's not a lot of old people there really anymore. I mean, there are there, some maybe in the middle of the state, off. but yeah. not. it's not really that many old people. It might just be a bad joke, you guys. It's not a great one. It's not his best. Do you know? I know two people. I know two people that aren't old that bought a house like you know pretty close to each other in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> One of them is kind of old though. <laughs> so you notice that there's a little bit of laughter after each punchline. He's got these co-hosts on there with. Well, him. he that's what he needs. He needs the people in the background on those other right. California podcasts to yes. laugh. So he's trained them to laugh when he stops talking because they don't know when the joke ends either. So he's trained them when he stops talking to laugh because in the early episodes of this, this monologue would go on and there'd just be crickets and it'd be even more embarrassing. But this is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Vinny's so mad at me right now. <laughs> Vinny hates this guy me. gets under my skin so hard, Jim. So much. All right. Let's get back to Trump, who is a felon. And uh, this is a, this is now when you talk about smart jokes, if someone here doesn't get this, this is on you because this is just a smart joke. Uh-oh. Overall, it's unsettling that Republicans are still willing to go for a candidate that could receive a conviction in a criminal trial and possibly be the first president who would sign bills into law while simultaneously getting butt-fucked by his cellmate. Oh, jeez. That's the joke. Even Jeff Heisen's like, oh, You notice how Jeff Heisen's kind of given up on this guy actually crafting a good political joke? Jeff Heisen is a lawyer. Like, he yeah. has a real job, and he's on the show with this fucking guy making yuck em And he tries to do stand-up. We watched his stand-up that one I time. remember. I brought yeah. it. I... Jeff actually thanked us. Oh, did he? Yeah. I told you that. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, guys. He had a good sense of humor about it. He was a good sport. All right, Jeff. I don't hate you as much as I thought. No, you should. Okay. Because he's still doing this show with Tom every week. It's insane. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but sometimes when you go to prison, you get raped. That, yeah. That was the... <laughs> I just have a feeling that if he was president, he probably wouldn't be in the cell with someone else. Probably, probably not. He probably doesn't have a random guy. I yeah. think he'd be in special protective custody. Yeah. He'd have his own cell. I would imagine. Just to prepare, I've you know, seen good fellas. So he yeah. doesn't get shanked. Right. By, you know, someone. So I, I don't know. But all right. Maybe I overanalyzed the joke too much. Well, maybe you did. Um, also, I don't know that you'd be signing bills into law from behind bars. Probably they'd find a different person to be the president. Yeah, I would you know, think I would, so. Th- I would think probably that you wouldn't be able to like hold both positions at the same time, inmate, president of the United States. Probably not how that works. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, a politi- I'm not as savvy politically as Tom Myers is. Hold on, he's got a tag for this joke, And he guys. probably would need a, a desk in a cell yeah. to do all this work. Yeah, all the paperwork. The, you usually don't have a desk either. <laughs> Could you imagine he's, got his, he's writing on his leg? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to sign the thing, poking holes in it. Shit. Yeah. That'd be really hard to do when you're getting butt fucked. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. This worries. fall on NBC, Prisoner Press. Like, why is Donald Trump's handwriting so shaky? <laughs> he had a dick in his ass. <laughs> Hold on, guys. There's a tag for this joke. Oh. Let me remind you what the punchline was. While simultaneously getting butt fucked by his cellmate. Oh, jeez. Here's the tag. For legal reasons, I don't <laughs> want Donald Trump to be butt-fucked by his cellmate that much. <laughs> First of all, you don't have to say legal reasons because you could say that. Yeah. You could say, I want him to get butt-fucked. Right, which means he thought that was another joke. 
And he's got a lawyer in the room. His lawyer can go, you don't have to say that. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. You really don't. Jeff Heisen can say, like, yeah. yeah, don't worry about legal reasons. Yeah. No one's even listening to this shit. So. Right, but even so, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to say for legal reasons. I hope he doesn't get butt-fucked that much. Oh, he's being a little cute with us yeah, right there. Oh, he did. Old cheeky Tom. Yeah, he's being a little cheeky with us. That's pretty good. I fucking hate him so much. All right, guys. Much. There's only one more joke on this monologue. By the way, Tom likes to say I take these things out of context. He likes to post links to the full show. So, you know, he calls me Podcast Karen. He goes, you know, if, if your Podcast Karen fans want to hear what the show actually is, here's a link to it. All I do is play every joke exactly how he says it. I don't take anything out of context. It's every joke that's in the monologue of this episode. Here's the final joke. And I know a little thing about monologues. Yeah, you want to end with a banger. You want to get people revved up into the show. Big applause break and on with the show kind of thing. This is the clunkiest joke I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of Tom Myers jokes. This one is brutal. From what we can see into the Iowa caucus results, the major component of the Republican Party's platform is trading in racism and xenophobia. It has gotten so desperate for the GOP candidates not named Donald Trump that while there is a clamoring for second place, which will lead to being the VP pick for a third Trump candidacy, third place will get their own show on Fox or Newsmax, and fourth place will be the guest host on Tucker Carlson's show when Alex Jones isn't available. <laughs> and now, on with the show. Clunky. <laughs> That's being polite. Was that the worst one yet? <sighs> it has to start with, so we all know that Republicans are all racist. Okay, knowing that, here's my joke. You guys ready for this? And I guess the joke is that Tucker would have Alex Jones on. <laughs> Pretty it's good. a little wordy for a joke. <laughs> a Probably could have got to it sooner. <laughs> he could have shaved some words. Absolutely. Like He's the guy um, who watched Norm MacDonald on Conan O'Brien and went, oh, that's how you write a joke. Okay, cool. Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No. <laughs> no, no. That's that's the joke. Isn't it's too many words, idiot? Uh, what do you my think? Head, my head's going to fucking explode. So you get a show on Fox if you come in third. You end up on L. You end up on... The Twitter show with Tucker Carlson, if you come in fourth and second, you're vice president, because that's how that works. That's how the fucking electoral college it's works. Political, you automatically... mas- political mastermind. Didn't we get rid of that? Like the 1700s? Wasn't it the original thing? Yeah, you used to vote for vice president. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually have people from different parties. Yeah. being. He president. doesn't even understand the fucking system. He doesn't understand fucking anything. I hate him. He's a moron. He's <laughs> <laughs> a little dork. Go back to fucking watching kids play baseball. All right. You know what? We got to play a game. We got to poke a dabbler. And for that game, I got to bring on our review girl. She's back. You know, I should probably play her music if I still have it. I might not even have it on the board anymore. It's been so long. Yeah. Hey, horse girl. Hannah! I'm Manny Buskers. Just wanted to welcome you to the WATP family real quick. Hit me up anytime. I'm just a dabbler. <laughs> we all remember that uh, classic hit right there. How's it going, Hannah? Oh, uh, epic fail. You're muted. It's been too long. Well, you look great. You look fantastic, yeah. and that's the important thing here. We can't hear a word you're saying. Uh, do you want to check your settings and see if you... Can you hear me now? Hey, yes. There okay. it is. Okay. Very good. Hannah, how you been? We missed you. Yeah, good. I missed you guys, too. Do you know uh, Jim Florentine? Um, no, I've heard your name, but I did not know you. I've Jim, never met you. Jim, Hannah, Hannah, Jim. Hannah, I just, Hi, want, Jim. I just want to know right off the bat, are you going to demand $125 from Call? 
Yeah, I'm going to Venmo him after this. Okay, <laughs> a little Venmo request. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. How's little Vinny Paulino? Hi, Vinny. Vinny Paulino is great. Oh, good. good. Yes. So she Hannah has a dog a, after me. Hannah has a dog named yeah. Vinny Paulino. Really? He's a black German shepherd. We have a lot in common, me and that dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Hannah, are you ready to poke a dabbler with us? I'm ready. Okay, cool. I, I, I do want to get caught up, but we uh, have a time crunch today. Yay. We got football games to watch. So a lot of things going on this weekend. Oh, nobody scooped up this page yet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Warning. Jim Florentine is playing this game. I'd like to apologize. Because this game indeed does poke fun at your good friend Stuttering John Melendez. It's all in good fun. Contestant discretion is advised. It's time for everyone's favorite new game we show. We need a disclaimer, <laughs> A dabbler. Are you ready to poke a dabbler? Look, if you went to a therapist, I guarantee they'd say that you have an inferiority complex. That's why you like these shitty teams. <laughs> All of his friends and family like the Bills. Maybe it has something to do with proximity. And that's coming from a Giants fan. I just want to point yeah. Out. yeah. Maybe it's something to do with proximity. Suffering sacrifice. Maybe it has something to do with proximity. Stuff. No, it's because you like losers. <laughs> Early on, I picked the Bills and went to four Super Bowls in a row when I was younger. And it was it was because I was like, well, is it? it's between the uh, Oakland Raiders or maybe like the Seattle Seahawks. But it might be tough getting to some of those home games. I don't know. Maybe I should. Anyway, <laughs> he's the best. That's why you like the shit where you Well, but the Giants. He scored the lowest in the win John Jobs contest, and you embrace him like he was the next thing since Artie Lang. He was, he was even talking about the championships the Giants won before the NFL was formed. Yeah, because I'm a fucking sports guy, you dumb fuck. Yeah, let's see when the Buffalo Bills are formed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a taste of my own medicine here. I don't like it. <laughs> it's about time someone put you in your place. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> hey, hold on. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Old one-finger typer. Mm-hmm. That's why his finger's fucked up. Yeah, probably. Good stuff. Wait okay. for it. Wait for Let's it. Do it a show. So this idiot, the Bills were formed in 1960. Let's see how many championships they had. <laughs> if they won any AFC championships. It was the AFL, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. This is good stuff. This is so much better than Tom Myers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as wordy. <laughs> they won in 64 and 65. Oh, you oh Lady K. He forgot what point he was trying yeah, to Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, now I know that. <laughs> 
Anyways, to sum it up, you're a loser. <laughs> Lady K, you're you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> they suck. Oh, shit's great. And no, I'm not a bandwagon guy. No, not at all. What did John say next? Here are your choices. Number one, you're a bandwagon guy. <laughs> B, even when we suck, we're the best. Next, I've watched all four of my team's Super Bowls. Number four, I can cheer for losers. Lastly, please put it in my rectum. <laughs> a dabbler. Wow, this is a tough one. I don't. None of those uh, really jump out at me. I mean, I would love it to be number one. That'd be fucking hilarious. But I'm going to say no, not at all. I've watched all four of my team's Super Bowls. Is going to be the one that I'm going with. And Hannah, since you're back. I'm going to send it over to you. What do you think? What's your guess? Uh, I think it's going to be no, not at all. Even when we suck, we're the best. Okay. Very good. Uh, Vinny Paulino? I kind of want to agree with Hannah, but for the sake of diversity, I'll go with number one. You're a bandwagon <laughs> okay. guy. I do like that. Jim? I'm going to go with Hannah. I think it's number two. Okay. Number two, when we suck, we're the best. And producer Chris? I went with number one. Okay. Well, let's find out. Oh, I'm not a bandwagon guy. No. Not at all, please. Put it in my rectum now. <laughs> come the oh, fuck out! No way. No way. Where did it go, Cardiff? Cardiff, you're the man. He's outdone himself again. <laughs> it's almost cheating, though. He's reading a super chat name. <laughs> I gotta hear that again. That's really fucking funny. Guys? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not at all, please. Put it in my rectum now. <laughs> No, I thought I just. By the way, you thought that was a, a joke answer. Yeah, I figured he yeah. just throw that one in at the end. Right, obviously it's, it's not fun. that. Yeah, Card is good at this game. Yeah. That means he got the win on this one. He's evil. <laughs> I'm Danish. Would I root for the fucking Vikings? Yes, because Scandinavians moved to Minnesota. That's all for this time. <laughs> That's how you pick a team to find out if you. Have the inferiority complex enough to poke a dabbler. Hi, Jim. How are you? <laughs> I never talked to a potato. Subreddit surfing live potato. Saturday, March the 9th. Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Get your tickets now at carlsoncomedy.com. Sit, Eugene, sit. Good dog. <laughs> Stop. All right. Great job, Cardiff. Good game. Cardiff couldn't uh, join us today, was unable to be on the show. But yeah. Excellent game. May I make an announcement about that? He's missing subreddit surfing Monday. Oh, and, is he? Uh, yeah, I have a replacement lined up. The great Tukey. Tukey's will be doing subreddit surfing for Cardiff on nice. Monday. I want to know what the numbers look like. If you triple your audience, quadruple your audience. I'm, I'm hoping so. I, I, I hope that know. he really enjoys that Monday night slot and wants to keep on working. We'll have some fun. Me, Jimmy the Lip, and old Tukey. That's awesome. Internet news with Lucy Typeon. From Patreon, Troll Hunter kicks things off. Shout out to that turncoat Cardiff on a hilarious to poke a dabbler. Dash writes. A David Collins appearance is always a welcome surprise. 
We do not be dead, David. Christopher Martin is gushing all over. This could be my favorite episode ever. This was the perfect topic for Ray. You teed him up perfectly. How would you like to change an adult after they ate a pot roast? David Collins is a superstar. More of him. Kindy for president. Cy Green, please. Please stop doing these emergency broadcasts. I live in the UK and absolutely have to stay up late and listen. Elsie Brock notes, SJ sounding more slobbery than usual at times. Like that moment when he was singing and it sounded like he was gargling at the same time. SSD is flabbergasted. Holy shit that John thinks Dabblestock is even remotely creative. Literally every party or gathering in recent years has been named Blah Stock or Blah Blah Palooza. Deluxe may not get his date after all. Dear Lucy Bear, Wharton is a business school, not a law school. Boo! But Benji may have a shot. Dump him out, Lucy. I'd leave my wife for you, but you gotta show him off. From YouTube, Buckets50 opines. I find it kind of cute that Ray thinks he's actually a real person and can broker peace between MLC and WATP. Deep Fried Midget shares, With all due respect, Ray is a grown man who needs to have his life controlled. Though, probably not by a psycho like KB. Herman Manley, I still remember how Carl introduced Kevin Brennan to us when he first popped up. He's an asshole, but the one thing that you can be sure of is that he tells the truth, and he's always honest. <laughs> Times change, huh? Now he always magically has someone new to hate, a new problem, a new enemy, all fake shit all the time. Motor City suggests the entire Dabbleverse has become a circle jerk of passive-aggressive babies. Scorchy666. I hate Kate more than Ray in this clip. Who the fuck is she telling anyone in the Dabbleverse what to do? Cleveland Tom riffs. Carl's LARPing name is Chompers from the clan Frosty Tips. Gator Good wants to play tag. Lady K of the Kmart clan. His weapon of choice is Clubfoot. His trusted squire and ogre they called Moonhead the Massive. And from Reddit, we find high praise from Is Sketchy Press Drunk? Carl is the best broadcaster going right now. Christo Marty with a hot take. I love these Wednesday podcasts. The way they divert from the normal format. The reviews and voicemails at the end are the best. Gary from San Diego cracks me up. Leonard Small 79 is incredulous. The reviews and voicemails are the best? What else do you enjoy? Having your balls stepped on by a woman in heels? And Tayfit plays us out with some quotes. John is too stupid to understand context and just responds to trigger words like a drunken toddler. Vinny Paulino. This guy gets it. Thank, thank you, Vinny. You're a good guy. Stuttering John, the dumbest man alive. Hannah, welcome back. Do you have any reviews that you want to read for us? I don't actually. There aren't any new ones that I saw. Wow. Sorry. This is, uh, I know. Pretty bad uh, return. <laughs> To who are these podcasts here? Our review girl shows up empty-handed. Can you just write some real yeah, quick? You, you couldn't get Mr. Hannah to write a review or something on there? To... I'm kidding. Uh, it's, it's not on you, Hannah. I got to get the people motivated more to write reviews for the show. This one's on me. I'm taking responsibility. Okay. I appreciate that. No problem. Let's listen to some voicemails real quick. There's a couple of people who uh, sent ones in knowing that Jim was going to be here. Yeah, this message is for uh, your co-host. Jim Florentine, uh, can you please bring back that metal show? Uh, got me into heavy metal, so you know, do it. Thank you. I love you. You're my hero. Goodbye. <laughs> so you want to give an update on uh, that metal show? Yeah, nothing's going on. Right, but you're working on it. Yeah, we're working on. It. I always just say that. 
I talked to uh, your producer, Joe, yesterday on Before Point Devil Point. Oh, yeah. Well, we do another show called That Rocks, but that's not that metal show. He's talking about the original show. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess legally, I guess you can't say that. No, I could say it, but it's just bad. like, you know, the talent usually doesn't, you know, when you get off a sitcom, you don't just go, but like Bobby Lee can't go, bring back uh, Mad TV. Right. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the NBC. We're going to bring back Mad TV. It's, you know. He might be able to do that. I no, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he might want to try it. When the Sopranos stopped, you know, yeah. one of the, kid, the kids didn't go back. We got to get that back on the air. Okay, we're going to put it back on the air. It doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately, the kids went to your mom's house network and started doing a podcast. It's not great. It's yeah. not the best. No. You don't want to hear the Meadow and Anthony hour? Oh, boy. All right, here's a... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know, but... Here's um, another one for Jim. Hey, Carl, it's Lee. I'm so excited that Mr. Jim Florentine is going to be on the show here. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta sit in a man cave and listen to podcasts. <laughs> and we gotta, we gotta play fantasy football. Yeah. What am I five? Why would you do that? Uh, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty a good, good impression right there. <laughs> People should check out. Everybody is awful. Your podcast. That's uh, weekly, but you can get an extra episode every week on your Patreon. Yeah. You want to talk about that at all? Not really. Okay. No, I just, you know, people send in shit from Facebook, Instagram, stuff that they know I would hate. Yeah. And I just make fun of it. I love it. It's great. So the fans do all the work. They go, Jim's definitely going to hate this live, love, laugh sign that I just saw in fucking Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yep. And then I spend 20 minutes on it. I love it because I was talking to you about this yesterday. The Facebook games people play. I don't know how bored you have to be to someone puts up a thing. It's just like, okay, let's play a fun game. Tag your friend in this Oh. And, you know, start typing out a letter. And yeah, they go, you got to copy and paste, up. copy. All right, so you, you tag somebody, then copy and paste <laughs> to put it on your page, and then I'll take it, I'll put it on my, I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I guess it's very, and then they always put, don't cheat. Yeah. And, and go. go. They have to tell you to go. Because <laughs> oh, a lot of people would stop. Emergency, yeah. People are like, right, I don't know when to start this game. He didn't write go. What the fuck? <laughs> he keeps refreshing his phone. Shit, still. When <laughs> well, are we supposed to start? Check back tomorrow, I guess. I'm really excited to play And they that tell game. you don't cheat. Like, you know, I guess if you can't Google, I miss. I don't know what's going to happen if you do. Right. I like the idea. They tell you how fun it's going to be. Oh, yeah. This is fun. Yeah, this I could, a, you consider this fun? fun. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Hannah, are you on Facebook? Um, I think I have one, but I haven't been on it in forever. I don't yeah. know. I don't know Maybe. people who spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore. It's a weird place full of yeah. weirdos. All right. Let's see uh, what else is going on real quick. Hey, Carl. I was peering through your window like I do every Thursday night, as one does. And I couldn't help notice you were flying around with a Lego Millennium Falcon making Zoom noises. And then you dropped <laughs> it and it broke and you started crying. And then Jen came over, started consoling you, and then she offered to frost your tips again. And you said, yeah, that that really cheer me up. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. Go fuck yourself. I thought he was actually peeking through the window until he said the frosted tips thing, because that is not true. Okay. Is that what the Lego pieces are all over the living room floor? Yes. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> okay. about that. All right. If it wasn't so snowy, I'd let you leave your shoes on <laughs> so you didn't hurt yourself. Does somebody want to tell Stuttering John that Joe Biden is a plagiarizer? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is up with this fucking retard? I just saw that and had to point that out. Yeah, good point. I, I guess I missed that when we were playing the uh, the clip on that the other day. Oh, it's Toon. Um, calling in 
just because uh, I've been meaning to come to one of your live shows. I've been really wanting to. Uh, unfortunately, when you announced this one in Tampa, or relatively close to Tampa, I had already had a vacation planned for the first week of April. Change your plans. So yeah. Pretty much shot already. But no. I was wanted to say, I hope that you're planning another one this year or DabbleCon 2 or something like that because I really do want to come see you guys live, make out with Tukey, you know, fun stuff. Um, also, since that guy called in Wednesday about your really shitty uh, black metal opinion, I'm going to also jump on that bandwagon okay. and say that your opinion about Star Trek The Next Generation is utterly retarded, and only people who don't like the show fuck their own butt. So, all right, don't call me back. Are you a Star Trek fan, Hannah? I like it better than Star Wars. Oof. Yikes. Sorry. So no comment, reviews. She's a Star Trek fan. <laughs> I know. Just a right answer. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it better. So the comment that I made is that Next Generation just seemed like a space soap. Like it wasn't action-packed. Like, you think, like, oh, they're in outer space. There's Klingons. There's going to be space battles. It was just, like, a bunch of interpersonal dialogue on the ship. It yeah. just seemed like a soap opera. So, translation, not enough incest, not enough Ewoks for Carl. Definitely not enough Ewoks. That's for damn sure. <laughs> but am I off on that? Was it more action-packed than I remember, Hannah? No, I don't think so. Thank you. See? Hannah said but, it. She's always well, right. No, is there another voicemail? It's <laughs> like, stop staring at me now. <laughs> hey, Carl and WATP team. Hello. This is God. I was listening to uh -uh. your podcast on the Wednesday, and uh, you mentioned um, that I screwed up. Well, no, actually, it's the manufacturing process that screwed up. You see, with COVID, there's been a shortage of male brains and female parts. And so I've just been putting whatever I have available into whatever bodies. Uh -oh. You know, this is just something that, well, you know, they say I work in mysterious ways. So uh, don't call me. Very expensive. Goodbye. Guess he's referring to trans people there. Sorry about that, God. Hope I didn't say anything that bummed you out. Hey, this is uh, Fisker Whisker. I'm calling to throw my hat in the ring, you know. You know what's coming next? For the Andy Q public dating game. Yep, I just want to throw a little bit of information out there. I have a cock. I'm a man. <laughs> pair of testicles. Get back to me, Andy. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I should have saved that for our, I'll say that for Wednesday's show. We'll get Andy's reaction to that. We're doing a dating game. One of the women who co-hosts the show is on Wednesdays right. with us. Oh, yeah. She's going to do a, a dating, and then you can win a date with her in Tampa. Hannah, I heard from Mr. Hannah, you're planning on coming down to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, we are. Do you want to win a date with uh, Lucy Tightbox? Yes. <laughs> All right. Because right. Kindy's in on this, too. So <laughs> Yeah. If we had a second female voice. Both of help. you just won. <laughs> Make it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to have to film the date for, obviously, for content. <laughs> right. All right. More corrections coming in. Hey, this is the gatekeeping video game nerd, and I just wanted to call and say that you're in fucking idiot. The kid didn't get the high score in Tetris. It's he got a game breaking glitch, dumbass. <laughs> I really hope you lose your job on your own fucking show, you fucking twit. Call me back. 
Oh, I thought you had a job for that. Uh, <laughs> you, look, you look pretty confident. Yeah, up there. I was looking for the nerds. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, His face looked like assured and then panic. Of it. <laughs> now the way the way I understand the Tetris glitch is that it got to a score that was all nines, and that's why it glitches out because there was no other number to go to from there. That's how I understood it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Don't that... come to this show for Tetris news. You're not going to get it here. That's right. And don't forget it. All right. Two more real quick. Hey, uh, Nate from Yakima here. Um, just a couple quick pertinent items. Uh, when is the track-by-track track review of Stuttering John's major label debut album coming? Mm, that thing is one of the most embarrassing pieces of shit ever put forth by the recording industry and doesn't get near enough to hate that it deserves. And uh, second, regarding the uh, Lucy Tightbox win a date contest, uh, now, personally, I've been married for 15 years. I got three awesome kids. Love my wife. I still eat her pussy good and everything. Wow. Um, so I'm not a horse <laughs> in this race or anything. Congrats. Um, I'm not a horse in this race. I just want to offer some advice for the winner. When you meet her, be really mindful to downplay the basement dwelling aspects of your personality. That's going to go a long way. And second, listen with focus and interest at what she has to say. And ask her plenty of open-ended questions, um, but also be confident enough to let her interview, interview you so that you can sell yourself and let her know that you're worth getting to know. That way, when you're balls deep in that tight box, you'll have gotten there through mutual respect, and, you know, that's hot as fuck. All right, good luck, fellas. Go get her. Take care, dudes. I can tell this guy's been married for 15 years. That's the yeah. worst advice I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. No, no, no. Compliment her shoes and then get to it. But all right, that, that's also some advice for people. Hey, just wondering, uh, if I come out to a show and physically assault Chad Zumach, will the crowd cover for me so I can make a clean escape? That's all I want to know. Don't call me back, fuckers. Later. I'll put a poll up on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it's probably going to depend how far into the set he is. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Chad. Good point. All right. Um, Hannah, are you going to be... Uh, coming out of the show more regularly in the future or are you still super busy i am still super busy but i will try when i can okay i don't like this thing where all the attractive women work for a living you shouldn't have to mr hannah should be providing a life for you so that you yeah, can tell come on that. wtp I, I will yes. yeah i will tell them how about he get you a fence that doesn't blow down what the fuck <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> let's just start there <laughs> how many dogs do you have right now Three right now, but I'll have five next weekend. Jesus. Because you're fostering, foster, you're fostering mm-hmm. dogs? Yeah. Yeah. We have this like long-term situation where the main fosters, when they go on vacation, we take these two senior dogs that are bonded. Um, it's it's really sad, and they're really old, so we take them. I see. Yeah. I know. What do you think bummer. about girls who are really into dogs? Jim, is that a red flag? Is that a, well, that you know, or... they cock block you. The problem because they jump in the bed. That is true. true. Yeah, so they, you know, as soon as you start making a move on them, they jump right on the couch, right in between you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, I just got past your fat friends, and now I got to fucking deal with your dog. (laughs) (laughs) How many obstacles are there? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just talked to your fat friend about steaks for an hour. I thought I fucking pushed it to the side. It's like a a labyrinth to pussy. Yeah. (laughs) They're like the boss at the end of the video game. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure that's working out good for you and Mr. Hannah, though, right? Yeah. You guys yeah. have the dogs and that's going well? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Hannah, great to see you. I hope to see you again soon. We got to cut out of here. 
We'll pop in the net news and posts. I promise, producer Chris. <laughs> Him and Lucy Tightbox put a lot of work into that. But uh, for now, we're going to sign off. Oh, Vinny, thecreepoff.com. Yeah, creepoff.com. Vote for Vinny, please. Don't vote for Vinny at thecreepoff.com. Vote for Carl. But check out our show every Monday at 1 p.m. Yep. On our YouTube channel, also on this YouTube channel, or these podcasts. Yes, uh, we have a lot of fun on this channel. So tune, tune in every Monday. You got shows Monday. You got shows on Tuesday. You got shows on Wednesdays. WATP. It's Subscribe. All, it's all over the place. And Jim's got stand updates coming up. People can find those probably on your website. Yeah, jimflorentine.com, Saratoga Springs, Orlando, Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, all that stuff coming up. Beautiful. So look out for that. Oh, oh I, I got a TV credit. Um, all, you can also see me on Sue TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> Watch for on Sue TV. Yeah, I actually just bought it, and I'm producing a show with Jim as the lead. Nice. We're putting that metal show back on Sue TV. Yeah, there you go. Sue us. It's going to be back on. <laughs> go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's it. over. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye Brennan. Brennan.